Welcome to Will You Accept This Rose, a production of iHeartRadio. Oh, yeah. Things are happening. (laughs) I'm just like a cat. (laughs) And also like Rob Benedict. (laughs) You know what? I will accept your rose. I need it. I'll need your rose. (laughs) Why not? What have I got to lose by accepting your rose? of Nemecolon, Pennsylvania, and I hate to say it, and my apologies, world, but ABC could not have blown it more. Hello, welcome to this episode, another episode of Will You Accept This Rose? My name is Arda Marine, coming to you from my bougie garage in Los Angeles, California. <gasps> wow, we have some all-stars with us today. Uh, first up, I'm going to bring back a queen who started this with me in her kitchen (laughs) that she shared with her twin and their three cats. And she is now living with her lady friend, living the dream, staffing on TV shows. Her album, I just bought and listened to, Deep Dive. If you want to laugh, and let me tell you, who doesn't? Who doesn't? (laughs) Get your – go to iTunes. Google this woman's name and purchase her album Deep Dive. She also is a, a was a staff writer on One Day at a Time, and she's available. Showrunners, we love her, ladies and gentlemen. My platonic life partner, Erin Foley. Hey, great to be back! Wow, I am psyched to dive into that. Sh- seven-hour shit show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I wrote it all out, and I was live-tweeting. I got – I was – I took over – I took over the Hulu account last night, and nice. uh, shenanigans uh, ensued. With me is also a man. You know, you may know him from Supernatural. You may know him uh, from Bosch. You may know him from his podcast called Kings of Con. But mostly, you know him as a man confident enough to wear a short satin pajama set. <laughs> Not in a creepy way, not in a Governor Cuomo way, and in, in like a king and like a bachelor of the year, 2018, 19, 20, 21, will he find love? Ladies and gentlemen, Robert Benedicto. Thank you. Yay. Thank you so much. So what excited you, to be here. What are you here. wearing today, Rob? I'm wearing, Padgett gave me so much, honestly, my, I had to make choices. And today. it's all about today. Cho- and today. But Padgett gave me so much great stuff. Um, from Shein or Shine. Yes. And this is my pajama. Uh, there's matching shorts. Um, <laughs> How short yeah. are they? Are they short shorts? They're not. They're not short. They're they're perfect size. Great. Not That's too great. short. So I could take the dog out for a walk. And oh, then... okay, like a capri. Exactly. Exactly. People might stare, but it's not. You know, I'm not going to get Cuomo'd. Great. Okay. Um, That's great. That's great. Yeah. Okay. Great. Um, with okay, us Cuomo. is a woman. And she is in a matching outfit to me right now. I should say we are both wearing tank tops. 
with Rob Benedict's face on them. And he is wearing a flower crown like he's in the movie Midsummer, and he's going to murder all of us. And then I am wearing a robe also from Sheen, also from this woman that is has cat ears and a cat face. She is wearing the greatest robe ever. You know, uh, you know her from Criminal Minds. You know her from another period. You know her from DuckTales. But you know her as the Secretary of State and the outfitter of this podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss, and I said podcast because that's podcast. – because I'm fancy now. Ladies and gentlemen, that's it, Brewster. <laughs> oh, I owe Aaron Foley a bat's robe. Yes. Yeah, no. I have. Rob. There we go. Yay, it looks yes. good on you, ladies. Hey, hey, can, you, can you take pictures of, can you wait? I'm going to take my ear oh. things off. We need a screen. Let's do a, a podcast screen grab. Anna. Uh, go to go to my Instagram page and we'll put the pictures up there. Um, okay. Also with us is a man. He came in as Rookie of the Year and soon became Captain Rookie of the Year. That's Captain <laughs> to you. He is a man confident enough to wear a robe and a IMDB captain's hat and a T-shirt that says something on it that I can't see. Surprise. <laughs> Cuomo way, but in a Captain Rookie way. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you know him from Doug Loves Movies. You know him from Stand Up. You know him from Wide World of Dougs. And you know, Katie, take a screen grab of that. And you know him as the number one reader of my book, Little Miss. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, our Rookie of the Year, our Captain Rookie of the Year. That's Captain Rookie to you, Mr. Douglas Benson. Oh, Doug, how are you? Cactus-sized, how are you? Uh, You know, um, I think we were all changed after uh, last night. Yeah. Ooh, boy, that was... That was a tough one to do fun tweets about for Hulu, to be honest with you. (laughs) Keep it breezy. That felt... That was Once hard. you get past uh, Acho's uh, tiny suit, what do you got? <laughs> Dude, I that wanted suit. That, that suit. suit. That suit. Yeah. That was a tough suit. I did, yeah. the tail- I did the tailoring lesbian. on that. Yeah. <laughs> made for a petite lesbian, is that what he said? Yeah, not a large black man. It was a petite <laughs> lesbian suit <laughs> that should be trending. Dude, also with us is uh, the production team. Shout <laughs> <laughs> out production team. Hashtag production team. Shout out to our production team. <laughs> it's a whole crew here. We got craft services and everything yeah. going on. Then <laughs> she had the nerve to introduce the production team. Yeah. Anna, can we go over to Video Village for a second? Because uh, yes. we're here for a second. <laughs> the production team. <laughs> the production team. <laughs> also, they one of them is rocking a bunny robe. The other was just like little meow meow kitty cat. <laughs> <laughs> Levine and Doctor Meow Meow Tana Banana. Anna Hosni, the production. Hello. <laughs> we also want to say just here's a here's a big announcement, you guys. Keep your eyes peeled in your thread, your feed for two things. Number one, we're going to do a uh, virtual live show for the, like we, Dynasty Typewriter is going to host a virtual show for draft picks. So that'll be coming up whenever, once we get the date, we'll set it. Hopefully these, these, like these court jesters will say yes and join us. And then you guys can come and you can message us, stuff like that. They do a great job at Dynasty Typewriter. So we'll do a little announcement for that. That'll be later towards when uh, Michelle's season's coming out. 
And then another announcement is we're doing a special bonus podcast. There's one more po- episode of next week. Anna put it together. We have Miles Gray. We have Ify Wadaway, who was on and nailed it. And Ify's best friend, Carl Tart, is coming. It'll be a great uh, discussion with them, how they felt about Matt's season. I mean, I think it's only out of respect that, uh, you know, I, I, you know, five white people should not be the only people commenting <laughs> no, on this. So, no, absolutely. So, what do you mean? Yeah. So I just, uh, <laughs> so I couldn't be more excited. These guys are great. We're so excited to have them on. And so we're going to have a special episode great. next week. All right. <clears throat> up top, you guys, overall thoughts beginning to end. I just, I, my heart broke for Matt James. Let me just say, I just, my heart broke for, they just did not have his back from beginning to end. Like he fell for the, he, they, they didn't call the herd and, and then they never had his back. Like when it all broke, I just felt so badly for this person who they should have protected as their first black male lead. And so that just as a, like, I know that's not a funny thing to say up top, but like it, it just was like could they they couldn't have handled it any worse. Uh uh any thoughts, general thoughts on that before we dive in? It was like two different shows. I feel like you have to like cover the the eight to ten as like, okay, what happened romantically and just how did Matt handle his relationship with Michelle? How did it how did the parents go? Um Why don't we do that? Why don't and we then because it, it felt like to me like, okay, yeah, there's so much. It's like it's I the, don't, film, I, the filming portion and then the – but it's hard. It's hard but, to – Yeah, but if you if you just look at it like we don't like – if you take the if – if, if I'm just viewing 8 to 10, not knowing anything that, that Rachel said or did, yes. I thought Matt made a lot of critical errors. All right. Let's take 8 to 10 yeah. and then uh, – we're and making a judgment call it. here. Some yeah. of you guys may not like it, so I'm, so this is just is this is uncharted territory. So we're gonna we're gonna do eight to ten, just as a romantic like, and then we are going to break down the end. Does that sound good for everybody? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think it's more after, fun that way anyway, because it felt like God. The the after the rose was just it, that felt like an entire like really heavy critical lens of race relationships and then the first part was like who's he gonna pack you know yeah, i mean yeah, it was yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah, what? how yeah. do you tackle that you know all right so we're going to just put on the we're going to put on the lens of the bachelor finale hat for this little first part um which was so here we go they kept saying the shocking finale and they kept sort of pre- previewing her his mom saying is love enough um, it was sort of weird to hear the same voiceover of Chris Harrison through the whole thing. Yeah. Like it's like, well, you knew, and the, and like they even had him be do the voiceover of the after the final rose part, which that which just felt. And I see you nodding. What did you? That was absurd. He was like, and coming up, Emmanuel Acho talks, and it's like, what is yeah, yeah. why you're doing the voiceover for the guy who took your job because you are an idiot like what is don't yeah, forget about on. me i'm still doing the voiceover and <laughs> plan to be back on june 1st i it know felt like a contractual obligation almost like he was had to do somehow no, be involved or something i like, feel like he demanded it i'm yeah. i'm sure he's an executive producer i wouldn't I'm be sure. surprised if he was back there pulling strings a bit 
So here we go. We're in, um, and I know it was weird how they had they had Chris Harrison saying, and then there was antebellum photos of the new Bachelorette. It's a cur- I'm like, why are you saying that? So it was just like from the get go. Oh, I'm like, all right, I'm just trying to trying to buckle in, like just trying to do my thing, trying to tweet fun things, and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> trying to ignore. Not allowed to say any of that, so okay. Um, okay. Looking for the comedy. Just okay, the comedy. here we go. So he goes, uh, I'm all in for both of them. I have a checklist of what I want in a wife, and they have it. They both have it. I'm all in. Um, and and he's like, Michelle checks everything. She's smart. She's patient. She's kind. I'm attracted to her. She pushes me to be open. And then we see her writing in her diary. Um, so then he goes over, and uh, Doug, you were saying this last week he goes over and he reiterates i'm not my dad i am not my dad and uh and i'm gonna go and uh there's the mom hanging out sexy sexy silver silver fox lady in her tiger shirt a sexy coogs and his brother and um and they're like you know there's a lot riding on this conversation and she was very sweet she's been in suspense and we find out that he's always been closed off. He came to find a wife. They've seems like they've maybe never met like a girlfriend or anything. They were all like, "We know none of his heart. Like they know nothing." Uh, Paget, did you notice that? Uh, I, I it just it felt. Uh, I kept wondering if the producers were all freaking out. When the mo- are you talking about when the mom was like is love enough? No, 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 we're not there or yet. The meeting we're meeting Michelle. There we're yeah. So this is her. So they're basically, they're just saying up top. Matt's always been closed off. Matt has never said that he's been in, like Matt. They don't know what he's like in love, and so. But the, his brother is confident that uh, that he is he is can make decisions, and uh, <laughs> and he was asking. He was like, "Have you liked the decisions that you've made up till this point?" And he was like, I have, I have. And Michelle, you know, she was a late addition, but I like to say she's right on time. And he said that a few times. 17 yeah. times I counted. I was drinking every time he said it. <laughs> and uh, Michelle comes in for the hug. She meets Matt's mom, she says, and they had the most warm conversation. I love Michelle. I just want oh, to say I love dream. Michelle. Dream. And he says – she says, I am in love with Matt. And then she said, um, you know, my first conversation was about you. And his mom starts crying and they had this beautiful conversation. And she said, you know, I, I – people asked me why I was going to leave my job and go do this. But he's a world changer. And uh, so then she goes and chats with the brother and she said, you know, we just vibed. We had qualities. And she's like, I know I can trust him. Um, I had my last relationship was unhealthy. And he said, you know what? I haven't seen him in past relationships. This is new for me. I'm observing his body language, but he seems legit happy. Loved his brother. And mm-hmm. then um, and then the mom and Michelle – uh, she was saying that um, her mom loved him and uh, when her family met Matt, the mom choked up. She's like, you know, I know it's not as cohesive, but it's it's a blessing. And, and she said in her mom's – his mom's crying. Matt chose friends who always had really strong families and to see who he's grown up to be. I feel so proud. And she – Michelle, great answer. It's not a disadvantage how he grew up. I am very much in love with your son. And it's an honor for you to tell me how you feel. They hug. What a sweetheart. You know, your opinion carries so much weight. And uh, 
She said she knew that it would be okay with her mom if you picked her at the end. What more could I want? They kiss. And then Doug said, in error, there was a snowball fight at the end. He goes kind of jokey, like he's not with her. Snowball fight. And uh, that was Michelle's family. I'm going to throw it out there. Aaron Foley, start it out. Um, loved the brother. Love the brother. Um, I like when people um, do fun things like that um, make you think, oh, people are really dynamic and interesting and not just face value. He's just sitting there and he's quiet and just, you know, drinking a glass of white wine from like a long stem. I'm like, who is this guy? And he's got his like gold bar and you're like, who is this? And he's like, you know, I'm just, I just want to get a vibe. I just want to get, you know, get a feeling. Um, and then boom, he's got like a set of 25 direct questions. He, you know, he's as good as Oprah. Like he, yeah. he's an interview. He's Barbara Walters. Like he mm-hmm. is, he really caught, he yeah, was that he was level of interviewer. Yeah. But just, he said he wasn't, he was just like, I'm just going to, you know, get a feeling, you know, yeah. all of a sudden he's got the white wine peppering yeah. him. Like I just, <laughs> I loved it. They have a really sweet, they have a really sweet family. And I'll just say this real quick. Um, I just always like for me that the Matt factor is um, he he's not in a place to marry anyone. He he's so identified with his parents' divorce, yeah. and his that story he cannot escape that story. I, I felt I honestly felt bad for everybody that was involved in the program because everybody got sort of the short end of the stick for for any different number of reasons, but. Um, you know, I always want the happy, sweet ending, but I don't, I, I, I really feel bad. Like he has to get, he has to make a decision. We all have moments in our life where you go, if I keep going down this road, this is going to happen to me again and again and again. And you have to try to really get over the hump and maybe the conversation with his father in this process, he'll get over that hump because it's the story he keeps telling himself. And and it's like, even those three last dates, it's like, I spoke to my father. I'm not my father. And you're just I'm, like, oh, no. It was, like, hard it's, to, it was, it was heartbreaking. Hard to, it was, I mean, look, we all we all have some past Yeah, everybody's journeys, got something. Yeah. And, and I could, without some, like, looking inside and some outside help, like, yeah. you know, it can be like a broken record and the, com- the common denominator was me, you know, like, so, like, it, you know, definitely changing your, your patterns and, um I know I feel for him getting stuck. Rob Benedict. He's, he's, it's frustrating because, again, we talked about this last week as someone who's been through that, uh, you know, having a, a bad dad situation. Arden, we yeah. bonded over that. You yeah. know, he's actually, it, it's affecting him more. He, he, yeah. he, he needs to get over that. It's his, his thing with his dad is doing the very thing that he, he doesn't want it to do because he's obsessing about it so much that it's maybe he just wasn't there with any of these women. But, but, but but he keeps coming back to blaming. Well, I don't want to be my dad. I don't want to be, you're not your dad. You're not your dad. So live your own life, make your decisions about these relationships, but you're not, you're not him. Paget um, Brewster. I'm going to play devil's advocate on his side though. If, if, if that is how he sees the world and fears he is, and he doesn't yeah. want to make a mistake. And he's like, when I put that ring on, that ring is supposed to stay on forever. Yeah. I don't blame him for having cold feet after a hundred percent. Six weeks at Nemecolon. Like I 100%. don't be the bachelor though. But I know. Exactly. But- That's the thing. And, 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 and if he felt it, because the thing is we've all been there. When you fall in love with someone, you're fall in love with them. It doesn't matter who the fuck you are. You're he- in love with them. You will do anything. 
I don't know. I just, I, I guess. He did uh, seem pretty into both of them. Yeah. Until, well, we'll get there. But oh, he, boy. Yeah. Yeah. That was hard to watch. It was hard yeah. to watch. Um, um, Captain, I, 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 can, can I yes, say real, I just want to say one other thing. Uh, did it bother anyone else that when he was talking to his mom, he put his hand on her thigh just like he did? Yeah. The <laughs> Yes, Rob. Katie Levine, take it. Katie Levine. Uh, Actually, I was going to let Anna take it because she sent me a video about it first. I didn't notice it. I need to see the video. Maybe you sent it last night, but I was busy uh, live tweeting and writing out like a maniac. Stroking his mom's thigh just like he was the dates. It was Ew. very disturbing. It was, it was a very intimate moment that once oh. you see it, it's very hard to unsee it. Like <laughs> it just comes off very like out of context and you're just not paying attention. Whatever he's talking to his mom, he's being affectionate. But if you just watch the clip of him stroking the leg with zero context, it's okay. weird. Text it to me. Text it's it to me. It's like he's trying to uh, yeah. start a fire. I I just texted it to the group. He gets like really high up on the thigh too. What? And he's like kind of like like you know like guys will do that. Look at the play with your knee and then like go up. He like does that, and it's just kind of like okay. Um, oh, oh, oh my god, maybe. I'm watching. Oh gross! Oh my god, he goes up to like her inner thigh. Yeah. Wait. Oh, I don't Wait like that. Okay, Doug, you got it too. Do you guys oh, see geez. that? Oh jeez. I don't yeah, like yeah. that. Oh, oh. It was it wasn't great, Rob. Thank yeah. you for reminding us because I was like, what, what's this? <laughs> and she's wearing those doing? black leather pants. It just oh didn't... boy, that's really something. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that. I don't Listen, want that. Michelle, I mean, mom. I mean, Rachel, mom, Ra- Michelle. Ma- where are you? Where? Who are you? Tell me who to marry. Is yeah, my hand, where's my hand? I don't like that. I don't want that. Yeah, Doug, what did you did you notice <laughs> the hand squeeze, Doug? I, I, I saw it when it was happening. I kind of uh, <laughs> didn't really register. It was just sort of right. like, well, he's uncle handsy with his mom. And then, <laughs> then I heard that the internet was going crazy about it. Doug, what is uh, your mom like? <sighs> what is your mom like? Uh, you know, my mom would not have, she would have been fine if I rubbed her leg like that. I never did, but she would have liked it. <laughs> 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 there you go. That's how you do it. <laughs> He's like, Aaron fully is dying. Aaron- Doug, Doug has literally made me laugh for like 20 years. He's one of my all-time favorite people. Um, Mary Foley would be like, what in good God? Where, what are you doing? I wouldn't even want to give my dad a handshake. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. If I touched my mom to New England waspy, she'd be like, it would be way right. too touchy. She'd be like, I'll get your like, little grubby paws, your little dirty fingers all <laughs> over me. Like, you know, just grody your little grody, grody fingers. Get them off my knee. Um, Paget, would your parent let you touch you? <laughs> <laughs> Not like that. I'm really surprised. Maybe, I don't know. That's. I'm so stunned by what I just saw. And I, I don't want to judge the guy. And, and, and mom's pretty foxy. Uh, yeah. It's just, uh, no, no, New England, no. I know that Dr. Banana's family would never let her get anywhere near that. Her mom would have none no. of that. My mom doesn't even hug us, okay? She's not going to let us rub her leg. <laughs> I would say it also shows you that if you're coming in, let's say that, let's say, let's say, he picked Michelle. Okay, just to make it nice and clean. That's a dynamic. There's a connection there with mom that you're gonna have to like. Like Peter Pilot and Barb were one thing. With bring her home to me, Peter. Oh, bring bud, her, bring her home 
is an angel on earth. Told me, Peter. What is it with these male leads? What is happening? What do you think is happening with the male leads, Aaron Foley? Well, first of all, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if that if what happens if I do that with my mom. I'd like to practice yeah. with Paget. Yeah. Just, just like, just like a quick dry yeah. run. Yeah. Pardon, pardon the pun. Um, yes. So if we could make that happen, that'd be great. So that's yes. number one. That's great. on my bucket list. Um, just to gently rub the inside of your thigh. Love it. And moving on. Yeah. Circling back. Um, Circling back. I would reciprocate. Circling back. Bucket list. Moving up the bucket list. um, Yeah, the 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 overpowering. I mean, you know, she's she's obviously like um, a wonderful mother. I mean, you know, that story is incredibly sad like the strength you have to have to like you know be a single mom and raise two boys and uh she's obviously done a wonderful job but but when it maybe it's it's you have to then also be your own person right and and step away and say love my mom but now this is my this is my separate life and it doesn't seem like anybody that goes on the bachelor has has done that <laughs> is able to do that Doug um tell us your thoughts on that snowball fight please <laughs> It's I I'm telling you, whoever does end up with Matt is going to end up in the hospital because <laughs> he does not he doesn't play gentle. He like if you start anything with him, he's gonna come back at you hard. I don't think he knows his I don't think he's aware that his playing is it, he's a he's a puppy. He oh, could he sneeze would. and take out Serena, you know? He's he's so fit. He's so fit and he's so sweet. He's so sweet. I just wish they did him right. Like he's such a gentleman. Yeah. I wish that like he was What do you mean by that though? I guess I'm just sort of bumping on that. Like what could like besides like Chris Harrison's crazy remarks. Not have him fall but, in love with a racist. Like, well, yeah. well, I mean like, that I think, surface after. I'm just I'm just wondering I think they should have really, really, really um vetted all their contestants so oh okay so you're saying vetted before the yes. show uh, okay okay so that he didn't fair point you know, i thought you meant now like, i'm like no, i don't no, know no. what they could have done i yeah. just like they he felt they they he trusted them to vet as he pointed out gotcha. they hired him at the height of black lives matter gotcha after the bachelor franchise had been called out for like really problematic like imbalance it was just the whitest franchise and and they really should after, particularly after Garrett and Becca and his problematic tweets and stuff. They, if you have their first black male lead, yeah. they should have really been mindful of that. Katie's leaning forward, and then Anna, and then we'll, and then we'll go on to Rachel. I, I was going to say another thing that really bothered me this whole season was that um, so much of the early season was just dominated by the mean girls like Victoria and Anna. And I feel like we really didn't even get to know Matt very well. And only like in the little snippets at the end where like he was really silly and fun. And I felt like we didn't get to see that because just so much of it was them, which was really annoying. And I think that happens every year, but we would have known him if he'd been through somebody's like, you know, uh, you, you get a yeah. Luke P, you get a Luke P, you get the like, yeah, that's emotional, true. Know emotional intelligence, like, but we've known them because we've been on their ride. Like we'll know, we'll know Katie, we'll know Michelle. Like 
I think they always oh, give I a see. lot of villain I never comics. thought of that, yeah. Yeah, we know them before they get there. That's Matt's like just out of nowhere. So all we know is that he's, you know, got a pretty decent calendar. He's got a great calendar. <laughs> he's got a great calendar. Anna. I was just going to say, it would have been nice if they had like, like, I don't Now, I don't know if they did do this, but it feels like they didn't. Like maybe hired some like black producers or people of color to work behind the scenes yeah. to like be like, hey, maybe don't make his dad come on here and continuously perpetuate the stereotype of like the black father who's MIA like anything that would have been like "Eh, that's not really a good look like anyone like there could have been I could have been like hey yeah that's not okay like we shouldn't try and use this as a plot point because it's actually like really fucked up and it makes us look like we have no sense of any race relations or stereotypes like it felt like they didn't have anyone who's just goes like no that's not a good idea like, it looks bad. I mean, the sheer fact look. that Chris Harrison was doing the voiceover for the yeah. upcoming, like, yeah. like acknowledging the antebellum dresses, I think that's probably accurate. Let's take a quick break, and we'll come back, and we'll talk about Rachel's date. Bone zone. Let's get in the bone zone, guys. And we're back. Well, we've all concluded that none of us want to rub our parents' thighs. And I think that's a good thing. Yeah. But that probably means we'll never be a bachelor lead. Moving on. Here we are. So the families met Michelle, who I thought gave great parent, gave great yep. brother. Outstanding. Here comes Rachel. And now, I mean, he, he like, he, she has always jangled his chemicals. You can tell he does light up around her. And um, in front of him, like, she is sparkly and her eyes all twinkle. And, you know, she's a cute – she's a cute lady. Rob, Rob's making a face. I just like her eyes twinkle. Her you eyes don't do like twinkle. it? No, I do. You it's do? It's true. It's a good yeah, description she, of her because she really – they do. She has twinkly eyes. She's cute. Yeah. She's got twinkly eyes. Um, so then – She's meeting the John, the brother, and she's like, okay, he might grill you. And um, so the brother, she's like, I just want them to like me. And she's, so she went in and she said, Matt made all of this easier than it could have been. Because they were basically, I think, taking in how young she seems and is. Um, her vibe is much younger than Michelle's, I think. And um, she's, they asked her, is it your natural go-to to wear your heart on your sleeve? And she's like, no, it was hard for me, but I, you know, I walked through it. I need to be open and honest. And he, much like his mom, he had his hand on her knee. Very, like he was, was he touching Michelle or just his mom? Because his hand was really on Rachel's uh, knee. His hand was mostly on his mom for, for Michelle. <laughs> I don't remember. Because did you notice, did you guys notice that he was really, really touching Rachel? Yeah. Well, you know, as a man of the sea, I'm familiar with the expression, all hands on deck. And <laughs> he was you definitely had hands on the aft and the starboard. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron Foley is dying. <laughs> Have you guys been on the podcast together yet, Aaron? No. no. He's been a really wonderful addition. He just fit right in, I have to say. He just uh, really um so 
so his brother, John pulls her aside. He says, I'm seeing a new side of my brother. And, um, you know, he, he, he's, he's comfortable enough and he's putting out feelings. And uh, she said, I had one serious boyfriend towards the end of college. And the way he phrased it, I just, I loved the brother. He goes, have you experienced true love before? Like just sipping a Chardonnay. Yes. Just Have like, you experienced like experience? Like I would be like, "Hey, tell me about your relationships. Have you been in love?" Like he just was so like he, he should have hosted after the final rose. He was yeah. so, he's such a good interviewer. Have you experienced true love before? And she said, "I felt like she did a good job. Like I mean, I love Obviously, Michelle's all of our top dog. But she said, you know, he is the other half of me that I needed. He makes me feel safe and comfy every time I see him. And they said, is it an enduring love? So she says, as I've gotten older, I think she's 23. As I've gotten older, you know, I realize that my, the meaning of my life is love. Um, and they said about the time you were falling in love with Matt, she says, you know, he tells, he tells the family, I was in awe of her, our first one-on-one together. And then she says, my faith is very important to me. And when I prayed, when he prayed on that first night, I started crying. I could feel it in my soul. God sent him to me. And God is a way of putting us together. And she said, uh, I think the mom said, my heart resonates. I hear you. And the mom's crying. I hear you and your feelings and where they come from. And that mean a lot. And she said, I truly love your son. Matt is so perfect. I feel like I can begin my life now. And then she started crying. And she said, I love him so much. I'm having the feeling of falling in love is new to me. Um, there's nothing but warmth in my heart. And... Uh, so there we go. That was Rachel's date. Erin Foley, you give a big thumbs down. Take <laughs> it, Queen. Talk to us. I'm just not a fan of God, um, not a fan of religion, not okay. a fan of the sentence Matt prayed over us. Um, at that moment, I was like, Michelle's out. I, I was hoping the whole time that Michelle, yeah. that the, what would happen is the mom would convince him that Rachel's not a good pick. And that, right. that was my plan of attack going into it. Once yes. the G bombs were dropped, they, <laughs> you know, this one prayed over this one. This is a blessing. God, 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 God. Um, I was like, it's over. He picks it Rachel. Is, I just, is, I just, you it's know. Jarring it's jarring to hear it in your ABC, like in the context of ABC reality show. It's a, it's mm. an, inter- it's a, it's sort of a new addition in the past few years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and listen, this is no disrespect. However, I get really I get I get a lot of rage in my body because yeah. that's completely acceptable, right? When 9 out of 99 out of 100 religions throw LGBTQ people under the bus yesterday, Catholic Church, no same-sex unions, it's all a sin, it's all a sin. You can't have a gay bachelorette, can't have a gay bachelor. But yet, you know, go, go God and let's have seven hours of race relationships e- equally as important. But like, then it's just, I'm, I'm, and that's supposed to be totally acceptable for everybody. That's when I get a little r- rage in me. Fully, fully valid. Fully, 100 percent. It's a, it's a weird, it, I mean, start, it was, it was starting out the season with a prayer circle in the, in the first rose ceremony, I see Katie. Katie, Katie has feeling she's rolling her eyes. Katie Levine, take it. I mean, I, I really, you know, I liked, I liked Matt enough, but I, I honestly kind of forgot that even happened. 
Um, but yeah, no, I, I hate that. I hated that too. And, um, I wasn't surprised to hear Rachel bring that up though. Because I think she's super religious, too. But, but then I, mean, I thought they're a good pair. Then yeah. I actually backed up and I said, you know what? I don't think Michelle is that invested. Maybe. Maybe she is. But then I thought, honestly, I thought Rachel and Matt were like pre-racist stuff. Um, I was like, oh, I think they actually kind of fit. Yeah. yeah. I, I believed in that. I believed for the first time in that meeting that she she genuinely was falling in love with him. And it, and it was genuine. And they had this thing and it if it's religion or the amount of time they spent together they genuinely connected yeah I, I i still feel she's i still feel she was too young yeah and michelle felt like a better fit for me but if if they, that's a really important thing for people yeah together for, um, for sure what their belief system is and are they you know, uh, which is not to say that people of differing religion. See, there's no way. There's no way to win. There's just no way to. Everything. There's no is, right, wrong. Right. There's no it's right. Just, but yeah. it's like everything's right and everything's wrong. Yeah. And and yeah. I don't want the Catholic Church to say or any church to say that people who love each other can't get married. But I also understand. I don't believe that Rachel and and Matt are responsible for an oppression of. Like, it's so difficult, like, you know, that that they appreciate each other's religious beliefs. I can respect that and see that it brought them closer. But then I hear what Aaron has to say about, I don't want to hear about God because this is the state of organized religion in the world right now. And then I'm like, God, you're right. No, but that's, but that's, sorry, real quick, I'll stop no, talking. No, no, but no, it's okay, please. That That, I think they're both, what I'm trying to say is like, I was like, oh, okay. In my mind, yeah, I don't want to hear that. But that, in my mind, was like, oh, that's a good thing because I think now Rachel and Matt are actually bonded by that, and I think that made them a better couple. Yes. Equally, it sets off rage in my mind because that scene is totally acceptable, and that's what should happen, and everything is positive with God and religion. Yet there's this whole other side that n- no one even addresses. You right. Know? And yeah, I, you know, that. you know that uh, most of his choices when not giving out roses were the women that weren't as religious as he needed them to be, but they, they never bring that up as something that's, you know, as important to him as it clearly is. That's interesting. That's interesting. You know, because they'd be jumping through hoops talking about how religious they are. if They thought that was a requirement. <laughs> yeah. Anna. Well, I, there was a really good piece, I think on like Bustle, I got to find it or medium talking about how kind of bachelor has become this Christian dating. show yes. after Tasha basically broke up with Ivan for not sharing her religious views. Well, and, and before that, Madison, Madison yeah. and Peter, I mean, it got really, really religious with, with them. And then yeah, what Luke, about, and, Luke, uh, Pete and Luke and Hannah. Yeah. And Sean, Sean probably ended up with the woman he picked because of right. uh, religious and Colton. Yeah, it's definitely um, – that is interesting that it – yeah, it has become – I don't remember – I don't remember the seasons – you know, Caitlin's season and JoJo's season and like Ben Higgins, we saw like he had scripture tattoo, but like he didn't talk about it. Like it wasn't ed- – they're choosing to edit it in. Ben might have spoken about it mm. with the ladies that were there, but they didn't edit it in. Yeah. You know, and it's like you could almost see, okay, so this thing is, is to Aaron's point, like this is bonding them. And I agree with you. It did make sense. But like 
I'm sure there was other stuff that they they didn't have to air that part. But like, if that's if these are real people and they're falling in love, like it's just interesting. They're editing all this stuff in now, Anna. Uh, if I was on the show, I would go out of my way to be like, Allahu Akbar, whenever possible, to just scare every white person to death. Did JoJo Am grow right? up Muslim? Is JoJo Muslim? I don't think so. I don't. Her mom did. I, it, I didn't get the vibe that that was the case. Interesting. Um, okay. So then here we go to the big conversation. So he's feeling good. He's like, okay. Great. I've got two great – I am I am in love. My wife has been in the room. And all I need to do is pray on it. I'm just going to pray on it all week. I need to pray on it. <laughs> and and Jesus like, is going to tell me what to do. And the, the moms, the moms, like, it's, it's the moms seem to like both of them. Like, so I rewatched this this morning because I wanted to make sure that I really – so basically, I – you know, so he comes in, like, he walks in, like his energy is up, his energy is excited, he's sparkling, he's he's going to talk to his mom and his brother about like these two women and he seems, at least on the surface, he's presenting like, oh my God, there's like two potential great partners I've never opened up and like I – I can't believe it. I found these two great ladies. So he goes in and it was interesting rewatching it again where they weren't they weren't heavy-handed. They did it in a very gentle way. Um it wasn't as obvious as the our, our Canadian Serena's sister being like <laughs> I don't see it when you are not glowing. But they were like they were like so when you say you love somebody does that mean you're going to be like they were very good lawyers. <laughs> I, think, I think they were like ooh this is fast. This is fast like to each other like ooh like he's going to get in like the reality is it's an insane show. Like the show yeah. is in, it's insane to demand a ring the next day from people you've had two meals with. Like it's <laughs> you're not allowed to actually eat. That you don't actually eat. It's so we, like we're, we're dedicating so much time to. It really yeah. is ridiculous. It's crazy. I know. Oh my god. It's like the most important thing in my life. So, <laughs> so so they really did it gently. It was not heavy-handed. They were still being supportive, but I I they were like I mean, it's a very reasonable point of view that they have. They were not wrong to have this take on it. But they're like, so you say you love somebody. Where do you see this going? (laughs) (laughs) I'm in love. I'm in love. This is it. I came here. Yes, I'm all in. And like, okay, so does that mean you're going to become engaged? Or does that mean, hey, I love them. But like, hey, let's see where this goes down the road. Um, And he's like, "Ah, well, you know, because love is great. But if you tell somebody you love somebody, and he's like, I did, I did. I told people in high school and college I love them. And then I and then I but now I know I didn't love them. I didn't love them. And somebody tweeted us like, well, that sucks to be those people hearing it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Anyway, he's like, Well, love is great. And this is like where I'm curious what you guys think about this. And the mo- the mom was like, Well, love is so fun. We all love, we love love, we love love. <laughs> <laughs> Love fades, just like your dad left. <laughs> Not saying you're like your dad, but everybody eventually becomes their dad, don't they? Like it was basically like 
you don't want to do to this young lady what happened to me because love goes away. Love doesn't last. Love come, feelings come and go. There's nothing like the beginning. The beginning's great. But after that, love is not the end all be all. Are you ready? And he was like, oh, he, she goes, because people's emotions are at stake and, you know, they're, they, they're just other people are involved too. And he's like, I am ready. I am ready. She goes, well, love can fade. <laughs> love can fade. And so then he comes out all rattled. This was so hard to watch. And he goes, I need to talk to somebody. Knock, knock, knock. <laughs> It was so brutal to watch the person that would really betray him shortly after the season aired. Here comes Chris Harrison. Jesus. I think everyone in America was like, Ugh. <laughs> they couldn't edit this out. Ooh. They couldn't reshoot this with like anyone, his brother, somebody, anybody that has his back, you know? A, a PA that we don't know, a producer that we don't know, someone we don't like. Here comes Chris Harrison. He should or, talk to a uh, squirrel or what do they talk to on Paradise Island? A raccoon, or, a, yeah. raccoon right. a raccoon, a raccoon. A right. raccoon would have been more sensitive and understanding. All right, let's, before we get to the Chris Harrison part, let's just take the family, we'll just do the family chunk. Um, I see his family's point. His, fa- his mom and his brother are not wrong. It is crazy and they're not wrong of like, you're going to get a ring, but like a ring means a promise and are you really going to marry them? But I felt uh, – I think I am easily swayed. I like to think that I'm not. But I feel like when somebody is a wet blanket and raining on my parade, as much as I'm like, you're a wet blanket, <laughs> I still am like, hey, that blanket got me wet. And I'm all wet. <laughs> like I still take – even though I should have more emotional boundaries, I don't. I will accept whatever weird thing you want to put on me. So uh, questions – I. I I think at that point, I I know that they have his best interest, and they were right. But I still was like, "Come on, then don't be the bachelor." Thoughts? Yeah. Rob. Have, okay, <laughs> Doug. Doug, take it, Doug. <laughs> hey, sit down and have that conversation when he's like, "I'm thinking about being the bachelor." Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Yes. Like, yeah. You know, when you're going into it, the idea is they're going to want you to propose to somebody. Yeah. That's what you're agreeing to. And you get all this cool shit along the way. I don't yeah. know why there isn't more couples that just pretend to be a couple for a while, enjoy yeah. the fame and the attention and build their lives a little bit and then break up. Two years to keep the ring. And they're they're like yeah. $200,000 ring. So I don't know what your financial situation is, but you get to keep the ring after two years. They're big rings. Oh, really? Is that true? Oh, well, yeah. Two years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Two years. Wow. Um, uh, get me out let of me ask this, Paget. Is it possible that is it possible that the Bachelor and Bachelorette got a bad rap in the past that people would just do it, get engaged, and then they go on Dancing with the Stars, and then they break up? So they started casting more religious contestants, hoping in the hopes that get if married you and propose, stay married. you mean it. Yeah, which now has sort of turned over on itself because I think they were always religious. They just didn't show it. I mean, Ben okay. Higgins is religious. Ben yeah. Higgins, I was just curious. That's yeah. Interesting though. Yeah. I think specifically what happened with that conversation with the mom, which is what was so hard to watch is it was almost like a, it was like a Greek myth. Oof. Like she just shot a poison arrow, a arrow, like a dart, yeah. a darrow, a dart, arrow, a darrow into his heart. Neck. And oh. he cracked 
Well, because he, that that's the specter that he most fears. That well, feelings he, go away, just like your dad. It won't. Their people's emotions are. And I don't think she was trying to be a bad mother. I don't think she was. I think she's worried about her son, and they're looking at the situation as this is crazy. You can't propose because they know in his mind if he proposes, they're not going to stay together for two years and break up. He can't find the happy medium of the bachelor and who he is. But I fear with mm-hmm. that conversation. I don't know that he'll. I don't, again, I know nothing. I don't know this guy. I wonder if he can get past that conversation. Like it's now, I fear the love fades because his heart was starting to open. There was a crack mm-hmm. of willingness. There was a little twinkle in his eye. Mm-hmm. He had the chat with his dad. Here's two good prospects. And as far as he knows at that time, like it's two seemingly good prospects. And that love fades. I oh. wonder if that will haunt him. Brutal. Brutal. Because it was already, it was in his little Achilles heel. It was in his fatal wound. And I I fear that that beard and like just the whole, like, Doug Doug Benton, talk to me. I I just, I'm agreeing with everything that you're saying. It's just, uh, I I think he, I think he loved kissing all those women. I think, you know, he was super into, you know, going on all the fun dates. And being, you know, the star of the show and all, all that stuff. But then, you know, like he said, you know, he says later on the, the, the weight that he was feeling in addition to the whole situation of whether he's in love or not. Yeah. Just also being the first black bachelor. Um, I mean, it's just. Uh, that's I, it feels like the show is going off the rails in that they're letting the contestants more and more decide that they don't need to do what the show so is laid out is. to we do. Yeah, exactly. We have not had a classic – we have not had a limo pull up and trying to figure out the shoes in, in years. While. In yeah. years. We didn't have it with Peter. We didn't have it with Colton. We didn't have it with uh, Tasha. We didn't have it with Claire. We didn't have it. I don't remember with Becca. Oh, we did have it with Ari, but then he you know. broke up with her. Yeah. Was he the last one we had it with? Was he the last, like, whose shoes? I just remember Robbie's little elfin shoes getting out. Oh, Ari, yeah. elfin shoes. Erin yeah. um, Foley, th- what, what did you think of the mom statement? Well, you know, listen, I'm not a mom. Thank God. But I, I, would, <laughs> I, I would say at best it was a buzzkill. You know, yeah, right. I just you got to let him fly. You yeah. got to let yeah. him go. You got to already say, on The Bachelor. I mean, to, to, be, to everyone's point. You're on a said, game show. You're, you're on. on a, he's already on The Bachelor. You're on, on we're, the dance. We're, also, we're already sort of like. You know, shooting in the face of the institution of marriage. You know what I mean? So, like, what's the, just go ahead and get, you can always break up. Just get engaged. None of them get married. They get married in paradise. Yeah. Yeah. You have this, you had, Matt had this much window. And you, you pose the question is, has the ship sailed to, to tack on to Doug's seafaring ways? The ship (laughs) has sunk. It is at the bottom of the ocean. The beard, he will be hiding in that beard for a good two to three years. It's, it's, that to me was like, I get it. I get it. You have to be a productive mom, but like just, it just went from like, well, love is 
great in the beginning. And then a dark, dark demon comes out and starts, <laughs> oh just starts chomping at every piece of love. And then you're ripped from the soul. And then you're just a, a piece of dust in the it, wind. And then the house burns. And you're like, fuck, stop. Whoa. I know. It went, from, it went from I just met my two daughter-in-laws to uh-huh. the house burns dust. This won't wind. work. That's how much she liked those girls. She was just like, I don't want him to screw with them. Oh, <laughs> Dr. Banana. Yeah, I could. I mean, it's, it felt like his family knew him. They were like, the brother was like, I'm sorry, have you loved? And he was like, well, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It felt like in that moment they were like, Matt, come on. Like, don't like it felt like they were like, don't. Don't be that guy who proposes if you are not ready, like if you are not 100% ready to, to propose to one of these girls. Because she was right. Love isn't the end all be all. Like once you leave this bubble, like you now have to make relationship work in the real world in a pandemic. Yes, but this is not the real world. This is a reality show about making terrible decisions. Lean into it. Yeah, have fun. Have Get fun. I want if they Come picked on. me for the Bachelorette, I would for yeah. sure accept whatever yes. proposed from whatever <laughs> hairless steroid trainer they've not like vetted their yes. Instagram past. Whatever weird hairless trainer they, I would accept. Th- I would propose to bring many people, three, four people. Yeah. I would try to get multiple yes. engagements at yes. the same time. Yes. Just yes. spin the wheel. Yes. It's a I game wear show. Nothing yeah. but Rob Benedict like yes. dresses and Jerry Trainer skirts and cat robes. <laughs> okay. Um, so then he goes, I need to talk to somebody. Oh, God. <sighs> Here oh. comes your old friend. And the voice of the narrator of After the Final Rose, Chris Harrison, awkward. He goes, hey, 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 man. Hey, buddy. Who you want to talk, bro? He did. Uh, what's going on? <laughs> and I believe he gave them like – didn't he give them like a bad like white guy like trying to be cool hand sh- – like ha- hand slap? I think his, he, he did that. He was in his bro mode. He, was, he said, what's mode. going on, bro? And he goes, well, um, you know uh, – I've guarded myself, introducing Rachel and Michelle to my mom, and this, there was a grilling, and I was like, something was really ready, and I was feeling ready to go, but now I'm feeling like, you know, I felt a lot of things after I faced my dad. This is a serious commitment. This is an everlasting commitment. I don't know that I'm ready to commit. He was like, Chris goes, whoa, that's a lot. That is a lot to unpack. By the way, <laughs> that's a very 2020. He's picked up the, like... He's trying to be like he's trying to be woke. That's a lot to unpack. That's well, a that's lot. Like 2019. I think. Yeah, that is a lot to unpack. <laughs> and he goes, but he guilts them. He goes, ooh, that's not the guy that I was talking to two weeks ago. Remember that guy, Bud? Yeah. Remember that? Remember that guy? The contract. Remember that contract? That guy that wanted to get engaged. And he's like, um, and then Matt's like, well, you're silly if you don't get when you get new information if you don't take it into account. Love changes. Feelings change. And then and then Chris Harrison, the always thoughtful Chris Harrison goes, don't worry, love ends. What kind of greeting card is that? So brutal. <laughs> so brutal. The greeting card line was brutal. It's just Doug Benson, talk to us. Talk to us, Captain. Talk well, to us, Captain I do believe. Ray. 
I do believe that the team uncovered some uh, pictures of Chris Harrison and his, uh, that he has an earpiece during that. Oh my particular... God. Yes. Katie, so he talk didn't even think of that line. Someone told him to say it. Yeah. Yeah. He, he walked in and like when he, um, that's right. He, he turned his head. There's just clearly an earpiece in his ear. And you could yeah. tell he was kind of like delayed responding. So I think he was getting fed lines. Dude, wow. somebody fed call him. him what kind of a, no, what kind of a greeting card? There was oh, some real Cyrano de Bergerac shit going on. I think, yeah. I, I think they have that a psychologist. That, I think they have a psychologist that is oh. saying, this is what you need to say now to get him back on track. Yeah, hey, sport. That's not the same uh, yeah. guy two years ago. Yeah. What kind of a Man, greeting card is that? Your Remember? mother is a crazy bitch. Yeah, to make you happy. He goes, I know <laughs> the easy way. thing is to get make you happy. <laughs> You'll never be happy with that mother. (laughs) There's just a demon. Seriously, though, what's up with your mother? Seriously, what the fuck? You want to be happy, bitch? You want to be happy? (laughs) Why did you rub your mother's thigh? Oh, man. (laughs) Ask him about his mother. That's some shitty greeting card bullshit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, Hall, Hallmark called and they, uh, they're not going to give you a job. <laughs> I like that Doug almost bailed halfway through that one. <laughs> and he goes, look, I could do this just to make you happy. Um, he goes, okay, you don't want to get engaged. He, so then Chris Harrison is reverse psychology. Like, I don't care. Okay. Well, you don't want to get engaged. Well, the goddamn uh, premise of the show, motherfucker. And he goes, <laughs> I mean, it is, it is called The Bachelor. You might as well stay one. He goes, <laughs> <laughs> he goes I know it's easy to tell you what you want to hear. And he goes, well, how does this play out for you? Um, And then... Next season on Prematurely Engaged. (laughs) There was a bird. And he goes, well, I still have time with Michelle. I've got doubts about her. I'm nervous. But um, I'm ready. I'm ready. And she's psyched. She's like, I am ready to do the real world with Matt. And then he takes her up to an icy roof in Pennsylvania, (laughs) tells her to close her eyes and take a big step. (laughs) She's better than meet me at the lake. (laughs) <laughs> this all turned into like a lifetime movie. Or at least so he takes her up to an icy roof, tells her to close her eyes. She's not allowed to open her eyes and walk along the roof. And uh, he points out, he goes, see that? See that? There's a heart-shaped thing on the runway. It looks like a bullseye. <laughs> and uh, we're going to go down there. I mean, God bless them. They're in a pandemic. They're stuck in like February in the woods yeah. of Pennsylvania, trying to make it seem as exciting as Lapland, Finland, where Raven lost her virginity and did cartwheels down the street. Oh my um, God, I forgot about that one. <laughs> with Santa with the curlers in his beard. That Anna, if you guys want some fun to really honor our doctor, really honor our production staff. <laughs> <laughs> Go to our website, rosepodcast.vodka, and just take a tour of the like 300 or 200 flyers that this maniac has <laughs> made over the years. I do remember that one of Lapland. There was a Santa that had a really long beard with pink curlers who was like jacking off behind trees in the woods during Nick season. Anyway. <laughs> And they're like, well, we're going to go down to that bullseye on the runway. But unfortunately, we have to rappel down the building in boots. 
Um, connecting to a rope and harness is a level of comfort to get both of us still evaluating in our rope and harness. And uh, so they rappelled down the building, loved the mom, loved every second. It was absolutely amazing. It's surreal. It feels so surreal to be in a place like this. And he's just glaring at her as they're dining. He's glaring at her. And uh, so we're not at the final thing yet. So this is before they go and he – this is before – this is just the runway ice roof. Mm-hmm. Rob Benedict, I see you chewing on it. What did you think of the ice roof repel land well, on the bullseye I mean, as like, the final point, date? Yeah, at this point in, 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 in this season, The Bachelor, like nothing's going right. And no. that everything's clunky. And that, yeah. and that couldn't have been more clunky. I mean he nearly he, – he was doing it wrong whereas he was, his torso was going back instead yes. of his feet. And the guy was like, you're doing it wrong. And then he kind of – it was it was uh, so so awful and painful. Can't they take the elevator? I mean, did we need to do that? Did we no. need that at this no. point? No, no, I don't think so. Okay. Um, so yeah, no that, and then um, you know at this, and I knew it was it was ending. We we all knew his, it was going to end. His whole energy was like like ugh. Yeah. I mean, if he called off the date with Rachel, who he was hot for, but he still went on this, that just tells you he was really messed up by his mom's. Conversation. Oh, yeah. He yeah, was, was so fucked up. He didn't want to repel down a building. He didn't want to be there anymore. Mm-mm. Captain, what did you think of the repelling, Captain Rookie? Well, I think that um, you know that's where that sequence is where, in my mind, Michelle uh, earned being the net, you know, being a bachelorette in the future because, you know, she was like, uh, I don't know about going up a roof and like but she didn't cry she didn't you know she did it well once she committed to it you know what i mean she was just uh she did everything right except for the fact that he was probably already done with her at that point and she's just going through the motions brutal Paget with your beautiful symmetrical face. Oh, well, thank you. Isn't I she beautiful? Think... I was admiring her glasses. Earlier. She looks great. Like her robe looks like a mink coat from the fifties. Oh. This is like, like it looks expensive. Mm-hmm. Classic. It wasn't. None of your clothing is expensive that thank any you. of you are wearing. I can't speak for Erin Foley because I haven't gotten her a Shein bathrobe with ears on it yet, but I will. I'm yes. sorry, I just blacked out. I was staring at your face. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the producers actually attempted to make the show more exciting by making his date with Michelle the repelling because they know from past experience that couples who go through a fear-filled mm. activity tend to bond yes. and they're dopamine and oxytocin whatever it it gets all tied up with we made it and they feel bonded and closer together and i think they thought oh it's a foregone conclusion that it's going to be rachel we need to give him something more to chomp on and that's how close he can get to michelle who's awesome an Mm. incredible woman that i think suited him very well but he was already so far gone from what his mom said that he wasn't he, there was a, a blocker for whatever chemicals he was supposed to be feeling with this I remarkable know. woman. I know. It was like the lights went out. I, and he yeah. kept doing this thing with his tongue, like, and like his eyes. Does, were like, cl- yeah, his when he's eyes, uncomfortable. And like, look, I do weird. I, I, 
I would hate to have a camera on my face when I'm nervous. I talk to myself out loud all the time. You know what I mean? Like if I was – if there was a constant camera crew and then they edited down 44 minutes of like <laughs> following me for a week. What a nightmare. So I'm not trying to – this is not critical of anybody. I am, I am way, way weirder than that. But this poor guy, you could see him having like a – response like there was like a bodily response to this and his his eyes looked almost crossed his tongue was darting in and out like he was just trying to figure out how to deal with this Aaron Foley yeah it was so painful I was just such a huge fan of Michelle and I was like and I I honestly did like Rachel I just thought yeah she was just way too young and Michelle was such it's seemingly such a perfect fit for him but yeah um, would you would you rappel down a building um not for Matt but I would uh, – I would if do it for If I – For pageant? For pageant? Well, yeah. I mean, what would Aww, I do? I, feel like I would do it for you. Ridiculous. I, I would do like it for you. I would do it with you guys. And you guys could flirt and just ignore me. I would be the third wheel rappelling down. <laughs> I feel like I would do it with the podcast. And I would be yeah. – it would be the weirdest show anybody's ever seen <laughs> on the side. Just a shot of Aaron and Paget like – Repelling down, and then on the far side, you like, yeah, a little macaroon, like freaking out, like, and like definitely hitting the wall, like my leg losing my footing. I felt like Dr. Banana had a thought about the repelling and everything. She was leaning forward. Um, that those dates are always so dumb because what is repelling down a building? Like, how is that an activity? It's better than the Bachelor yeah. Australia. Bachelor Australia, and by the way, you guys can watch. If you guys miss us, Bachelor, we're, we just started Bachelor in Paradise Australia on Patreon season three. And if you have any problems, you can watch it on bachelorarchive.com. And if you have any problems, email us at rosepodcast.com at gmail.com. We can help you. It's so fun. But on Bachelor Australia, there was one season where they had wires between two high rise and they 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 made them do twist, <gasps> twister in between on these wires and it was windy and bouncing and they were like harnessed in to do twister and uh they panicked and they actually the the, the woman couldn't do it yeah but, well also i think like uh, taking a harness whatever and propelling down a building is like it's like kind of terrifying rich guy behavior where he's like yeah let's do this and you're like you are you're only doing this because you have money like this is not a thing people do it's not something it's not really you need to feel alive yeah like you don't go somewhere that's like oh this is the place where people repel down the building like that's not a thing this is made up Okay, it's oh, Mission Impossible or a cat burglar yeah. or something. Batman. It's it's Batman. people who grew up on Batman. Batman think yeah. Walking down the side of a wall is awesome. Right. I <sighs> love Mission Impossible. The side note: I've seen everyone opening night in the theaters. Also, love fact about me: Fast the Fast and Furious franchise. Wow. I've seen no. every single one of those. Both of a love. Anna knows that about me. Anna knows that that's a fact. Okay, here we go. So then, um, so then they have like, I really was aware that they had not left Pennsylvania when they had their dinner date for their final romantic meal in like a Hilton suite set up. It was just like, and here's the thing for you future contestants, you, you never get picked when you give the person a present. Give, when you give. give a thoughtful gift, when you make a when you make a memory book, a scrapbook, when you print out a photo of the first if you give a present, you will get cut. It's a yeah. it's a rule of the bachelor. Is and that's correct, right? Yeah. Yep. Always. Because it friend zones you. It friend zones you. Complain about another 
The yes. other girls yeah. in the house. Yeah. And generally the one that the parents like the most also don't get picked. Um, yep. So then um, she also was talking in kind of like friend language. Like mm. I came in looking for a teammate. I'm in love with you. I want you to be my teammate. Now, look, they're both athletes. But it was like, ooh, you're friend zoning yourself a little bit. And then she's she's like, it's hard to picture being out in the world with you. I got you a gift. This broke my – that's when his tongue was darting. Broke my heart. He got Mr. James won the world-changing warriors. But then there was another gift, and it was Mrs. James. Mm. And then he looked at them, and he had to, I'm sure, summon all of his courage. And he said, I have doubt. It's a lot. And we'll get to, in the second part later, her asking. We're not going to talk right this second about her asking for time. Um. And he goes, everything is becoming real for me. I just have doubts. I shouldn't have doubts. The first time I – this is the first time I felt anything outside of being like with you forever. This is scary. I've just been trying to push through these feelings today. And she says, that's not what I want to hear. And she's like, I don't get it. I need clarity. Am I supposed to fight for you? And then he says, I don't think I can get there with you. And she said, well, I put it all on the table. That's all I can do. And she was crying. And she said the objective – he says the – oh, he was crying. The objective wasn't to hurt Michelle. It was to be honest with her. Um, this was not a good feeling. And then uh, – so then he's crying out, crying out on the on the sidewalk. And he's questioning if saying goodbye to Michelle was the right thing to do. And then Chris Harrison says, hey, dude. Then his buddy, his buddy comes back. Hey, dude. Here comes yeah. his buddy. Hey, dude. And he gives Talk a bad handshake. And he goes, you okay? He goes, no. Hey. No. Hey, man. <laughs> hey, can I join you on the cement couch? <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, it's hard to let an incredible woman walk away. Um, he, and he starts crying. He says, it's been a long time since I cried. And Chris Harrison gets his earpiece that goes, part of you loved her. Because, yeah, part of me loved her, but I wasn't in love with her. And this is not – I knew this is not – I didn't know where this was going. Feelings fade. He reiterated. His mom got in his head. And so now it's not – now it's not I'm not my dad. Now it's feelings fade. Um, and he goes – His Chris says, what your mom said shook you to the core. Um, your dad still hasn't taken accountability. Oh, Matt said that. And I refuse to put her through what my mom went through. My dad never took accountability. I don't want to bring someone into a situation I'm not ready for. And he goes, now what? He goes, well, you can tell Rachel. Um, And he's like, I'm not ready to propose. So um, then basically – so we'll just talk about that conversation. Chris Harrison, the the meal, the jerseys. Robbie B. Robbie B. Did you notice when uh, at the end of the Chris Harrison's uh, that second talk on the curb, he like puts his hand on his on 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 Matt's shoulder as Matt's like getting up to walk away. It really looked like Matt was done with Chris Harrison at a certain point. Yeah. Like okay then, buddy. Oh, all right. Well, call me. I'll text you. Okay. You know what I mean? Kind of felt like the stay on the property. Stay on the property. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, (laughs) Yeah. So clunky. But yeah, I just I felt awful for her. Those gifts were so sweet and. And how quickly, too, no matter how week one or week 12 or whatever the fuck it is, you go, you go I'm, I'm not I'm just not there yet. And then within seconds, it goes to like, can I walk you out? It goes to that moment. Yeah. where are like, oh, I guess it's all over then. Yeah, you can it's, see her like it ends. It, and like he was all in and then it is yeah. just over. And then I'm like and he, him just reiterating love phase like he had that he was. In, I mean, look. 
maybe it's how he really felt and it and it snapped him to reality, but he definitely had a whole chemical vibe that was his he was really messed up by that chat. As Serena from Canada was with her sister. Mm. Like once the family members are like, ooh, I don't see it. Even though the mom liked both of the young ladies, that's what was different. Um Paget, I see you leaning forward. I, I was very surprised. Even knowing he was in some form of inner turmoil. Yeah. When he said, it felt very blunt and shocking mm. to me when he said, I just yeah. can't get there with you. Yeah. That was like, I would have been blindsided if I was Michelle, if I was yeah. dating someone who just suddenly, because I, 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 I understand why she was just like spinning. Well, yeah. all, all I could do is put it on the table. Like I, I, I really felt for her in that Me moment, too. and I felt for him because I felt like he was making a mistake, and he was, he, just, you know, spiraling out because of what his mom said. Dougie B. Yeah, it felt like he was like, well, it's not going to work with either of these ladies, and I like one a little bit more than the other, so let's go ahead and get rid of one of them, <laughs> you know, cause then he also just doesn't even want to go see the other one the next yeah. day. So then Rachel was dressed date. like Sandy from Greece. Yeah. Ready, like the, tell me about though. it stud. She mm-hmm. was ready she for, and she looked great and he didn't want to go on the, like for, and in theory, if we know Ooh. he decides to like ask her to be his, girlfriend the next day why not go have one more date like i i don't understand that aaron f what do you think queen well i couldn't even get over the 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 terrible jersey swap i mean (laughs) i love jerseys yes but i can see from a straight person perspective that that would be the friend zone that's romance language for e foley you give me a jersey we're getting married oh don't give her a pro pageant give her a jersey (laughs) (laughs) so i was i but this is what i mean separating the 8 to 10 from the 10 to 11 i thought matt and and again, I, you know, this is extremely difficult. And I felt I did feel bad because he he knew, he knew he was letting her down. Terrible. I thought it was a business transaction. I thought he was completely cut off. I hated how he handled that moment. Maybe it was edited out. Maybe he was smoother. Maybe he was. But I can't get there with you. Is the most brutal thing you can say to someone. You can you another way to say that is any other way to say that is to say. I'm so sorry. I, this is like so late in the game. I, it's such a, it's so hard for me, but I just, my heart is, is somewhere else. We've heard that one so many times. I can't mm-hmm. get there with you. It's 48 hours to our wedding, bitch. Are you fucking kidding? Uh-huh. Like, and then, oh, I don't want your jersey. Oh, I was like, no, I, he, you don't mess with the so jersey angry. with my platonic life partner. You do not mess with the jersey. Jersey, jerseys. Jersey's fighting words. I just, I thought he handled that moment so poorly. And that's the thing about, he just goes, he just was done. He's not like emotionally there to be anyone's partner. And then he decides, oh, it's Rachel. And then he just doesn't go on a date with her. It was just bizarre. He just, he got mommed, you know, he got a hardcore mommed and he couldn't recover. I just... But the the conversation when he was having with his mom just didn't, it it just struck, I was like kind of, you know, checking out a little bit mentally, like, okay, you know, (laughs) she's, you know, just giving her her input. It's not going to really matter. He loves who he loves, you know? Yeah. And that that he was so rocked by what she said made me go, is he, he must, he must have already been in a weird place before his mom even said that to him. 
But I think it's of his dad. Uh, I think know. he's so tortured by well, his, his dad. dad too. Yeah, it's. I think thing he's with so like, messed up of like the. I don't want. I can't do that again. I don't want to do that again. And then the mom be like, "Are you gonna do that again? Because you're gonna do that again. Because love fades. You're gonna be your dad. You say you're not. Like, I don't know. That's what I meant by it. It felt like she said the exact mantra that he yeah. feared the most, and mm-hmm. it became the thing that he kept repeating. Yeah. Yeah. And he changed from that moment on. And he maybe just wasn't quite there with these two ladies. I just, I I don't know. Part of me just wants to think that, like, if he was really head over heels for one of them, he could handle the mom going, like, are you sure? He'd be like, I I do think he's cautious. He's, look, we all have quirks from our own upbringing. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he's been in therapy or anything. Therapy is uh, No, I'm thing. sure he hasn't. So let's just no. assume that he – let's just say for the sake of argument, he's not been in therapy. I do think there's enough grooves in the records, like enough scratches in the record where he's – that has held him back. That he's been open about uh, – he, he closes off. He closes off. He closes off. And then like this is I think maybe a gentleman that – has intimacy stuff like which who doesn't who doesn't but like you got to work <clears throat> through that with some do some inner open lift up the hood of the car see what's you, you know there's nothing that's everybody has some things and, sure. and if and if yeah. this real life yeah yeah perfectly yeah. rational yeah. and smart the, decision yeah. to make to but wait and propose after a year and a half yeah most yeah. people wait I, I mean yeah th- then don't go on the show Rob, I always, I always say that. I go, don't go. I, I always hear your words going. That's not the premise of the show. This is not what the show is about. This is not real life. And that's when then I get so fired up. I'm like, he's making a right decision, not for the Bachelor. Yes, (laughs) it's true because that's what the show is. Okay, so then, um, so then he doesn't go on the date with Rachel. Why? Why? Yeah, I don't know. And then, and not to get ahead of you, but then she gets the date card that says, meet me at the barn or whatever the oh, fuck. Oh, meet me at and the lake. Meet me at the lake. But it doesn't say, like, wear the nicest dress you have. This might be an engagement. I'm seeing Neil Lane. No. <laughs> it just says, like, meet me behind the barn at, like, 530. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because <laughs> we need, you need answers or something cryptically yeah. fucking weird that you don't want to get on your wedding day. Are you fucking kidding me? I don't want a riddle on my fucking wedding day. <laughs> She's Rachel by the lake. You need answers. I've got questions. <laughs> What's your favorite color? Are, are you? I was like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> I missed you, Aaron yes. Foley. Yes. So, uh, so Rachel too. is um, overwhelmingly, madly in love. Here comes Chris Harrison. He's like, well, I saw Matt. He was emotional and lost. <laughs> he needs some time. Not a date today. Give us some time. No date. Dressed like Sandy from Greece, ready to go. He never expressed any worry, concern. I'm blindsided. What happened? Is he just going to bail on me? I'm so hurt. Obviously, he has doubts. Um, didn't it sound and- like when Chris said that to her, didn't it sound like the what you hear when like you like test for a show and it's like, so they haven't cast anyone yet. it might go another way they love you you're on the bubble it's not they're gonna test a few more people you're the first pick from this round right (laughs) it's not over yet they're searching for an arden marine type right (laughs) (laughs) it's not arden marine Um, (laughs) 
then he goes, I, I just hurt. I'm a hurt. I spent the, I needed the day away. I imagined my spirits would be higher. I'd be in love enough to sustain a relationship. What does it mean to be a man? Um, so then we hear knock, knock, knock. Hi. <laughs> I'm Neil Lane. Neil. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about the corpse of Neil Lane uh, after the Oh. Break. Ooh, I don't know about you, but uh, things are getting so hot in here. I think I got to take a pee break. And we're back. Hi, everybody. And uh, you know what? It was nice to see Neil Lane. There he was. Yeah. And he was like, well, maybe you need to hold the ring in your hand. It is a commitment. Love's not easy. Does she expect a proposal? Um, he's like, well, she's expecting honesty. He's like, and I have to say, Neil Lane, and we had a bunch of people tweet at us. I felt like he actually gave – he's the guy that has more invested. Like, he needs he his ring place. I felt like he actually gave the most sort of fatherly kind yeah. – like, yes. he actually seemed loving and sweet, and he goes, like, however you feel is the right feeling, Matt. Like, I actually was like, oh, he felt like yeah. I thought done. he was so empathetic and yeah. understanding, and he wasn't pushing his brand no. or anything. He was just like, I'm here. Whatever you're feeling is – I thought I loved Neil Lane Me more too. than I've yeah. ever loved yeah. Neil Lane before. Well, especially compared to Harrison. He really did yeah. – Neil mm-hmm. Lane gave so much better advice. And, and, I, and I still, there was, a, there was a sardonic part of me that was like, great salesman. I mean, he's like, he is. Know. He goes, well, you can look at the rings. You just want to take your time and take it from there. Yeah. Um, jewels connect people. This is a radiant cut. It's the pear shapes, the most romantic cut. My mom had the radiant cut. This is the one. I'm going to hang on to this. Great. You hang on to that. I'm Neil Lane. Uh, <laughs> side note, Aaron Foley, you'll enjoy this. Our rookie of the year uh, last year, Jerry Trainer, thought that Neil Lane was like, um, a place like we're going to stroll down to Neil Lane and no. when you're time to get engaged yeah. and you're going to take a knee, you're going to yeah. kneel on Neil Lane. It was like, I'm that's Neil what they Lane. called it. He thought it was K N E E L. No, no, that's like you take a walk down Neil Lane. Yeah, we're take a stroll down Neil Lane um, and get engaged. Okay, here we go. So, oh, God. It's so then he holds the ring. He goes, it represents a lot of broken promises. Am I ready? I don't know. I feel scared and confused and upset. And it's the hardest day I can remember. But I'm looking forward to today. And the hardest part for this, so Rachel was saying the hardest part is hearing that he's confused. It's scary to think him being uh, that he's not into me. So then we have the letter with the exact same handwriting. Chris Harrison and Matt, it's like, I'm so sorry for making you wait. Maybe at the lake. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. The beginning Aaron, of it's a you had questions, I and I've got answers. Meet me at the lake. <laughs> Make me at the lake. I'm like, this is fu- what is fucking Hogwarts. What is this is insane? <laughs> meet me at the meet me at the lake house two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> then, so then we also see. Yes, do you know how to swim? Questions well, answered. It was terrifying. He's standing in like the winter Pennsylvania woods, oh. icy in a suit, and then we just see the feet of another man in a dark suit, and there's Chris Harrison approaching from behind. It was just, it was like, it was just like a Fargo, or it was just some terrible, <laughs> terrible thing. Yeah, it was terrible. And so he's by the lake's edge. He's like, "Wow, this is heavy." Um, you know, what I came here, I got what I came. I was looking for. I love Rachel. But um, but I, I need more assurance. He's like, well, you're about to have the most important talk of your life. He's like, and then Chris Harrison, to Anna's point, throws down with the God. He goes, say a prayer. Mm. 
this is definitely an ear thing. They're like, get them with the God thing. You know what I mean? Like, hook them in. Say a prayer and get your thoughts together. And you'll know you've got that beautiful diamond in your pocket. Um, so then they they did set up a very pretty house in the woods for the proposal. Art department did a good job. It was fire. weird. It, it was, was like weird. a giant hobbit house but yes. for a tall it. person. I like weird. I like weird. Was I that like mud or a tarp? What the fuck? I liked it. I liked the <laughs> hobbit house. I, I liked the hobbit house. That appealed to me. You didn't like the hobbit house? I, I felt like it was – uh, nothing good fit. is going to happen here. So yes. look at all these candles uh, and leaves. Yeah. yeah. Look okay. around. The roof I was made of like candy corn. Yeah. Mittens, <laughs> Mittens and I could happily spend a winter in that hobbit house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you, can you picture me ensconced in that hobbit house? I believe uh, it feels like you're already there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. So then I said then. So basically, I feel like one year locked in my house is like my mind. It looked like the inside of my mind was the Hobbit house. <laughs> so then a nice he's, fire. Oh, such a nice fire! And then she shows up in her um, in her bejeweled gown. When you meet somebody at the lake to get answers, you better put on your page, emerald pageant backless gown. Yeah. Rob, you're having feelings about it, Rob. I mean, just the the, the, the note really drove me crazy because like, <laughs> yes, he, 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 it was very casual. Meet me at the lake. Like what side of the north side or where the dock is? What are we talking? What's going on here? And then cut, cut to he's in a, 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 a tuxedo. You know what I mean? Like he's obviously so there was they left out something, which yes, yeah. wear the best dress you brought. Yes. You know I mean? Yeah. Are we going clamming or am I fucking getting married? Going <laughs> clamming. What We're am I wearing? Really- You're gonna clam for your ring is in the mud in the mouth of a clam. <laughs> It's a quahog because we're in Rhode Island. Okay, so then. Do so you have then, some really heavy shoes you could wear? Meet me by the lake. <laughs> Anna, Anna, did you like that one? Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was ominous. Meet me yes. by the lake. Yeah. Maybe I'm breaking Stephen up with King. You. The whole thing yeah. was Stephen yeah. King. Meet me by the lake. Bring your cement heels. Bring your cement <laughs> I have doubts. <laughs> Bring the heavy shoes you own. Back. Circling back. I just I get to meet <laughs> Hey, guys, it's me. Okay, so anyway... So she's like, wow, I pictured it going a certain way, how I would feel yesterday. Then yesterday happened. You told me to meet you at the lake today. Changed everything. I hated going into today, not knowing that. Like, you know what? She was like, and I hated, I hated, there was a lot of hated up to, you know what, like 15 hated thrown out right before a proposal. Hated, hated, hated that. Hated more than anything. (laughs) The thought of you hurting. I thought, good save. That's a good good save. save. I want to be there for you when you're hurting. When you hurt, I hurt. You know, I'm not going to run when things get tough. Then his lower lip quivered when she said that. He went, you can't see it's a podcast, but I really just power <laughs> acting. It's a great lip I work. just got myself a callback with that. It was really good. It was Thank like you it was so in, much. It was like my whole phone shook. 
Yeah. He was really upset. His bottom lip quivered. It's not a no. We they all like you. But when lot. is the callback? Is the callback now? They need a couple. The weeks. callback will the callback will be now. Do you like apples? I got her number. How about them apples? That's my monologue from Goodwill Hunting. It's called Good Jill Hunting. Do you like apples? I got her number. How about them apples? All right. So then that's, that's my go-to monologue for callback. So then the lower lip is quivering. He's like. I am unbelievably lucky to have felt what I have felt at the end of the day. I want you to be happy, but I know I love you. And, um, I, and oh, so basically he was like, I could say to you, I'm going to propose, but like, and she goes, look, I love you. I will choose you every day from here on out if you'll let me. And he goes, well, I came on this journey to find love. Everything I was looking forward to with, I want to be everything for you. Um, now, I want to be everything that my dad wasn't to my mom. As I am wrestling about what I'm going to do, I'm going to just, today is, I want to, I could make you happy and propose. But I couldn't live with myself and put through what my mom went through. I'm not rushing into a proposal. And uh, I can't propose to you today. That doesn't mean I don't want to – I want to lose you. I want to live life with you. I want to leave here with you. I want to commit to you. I love you. I do see you as my wife and the mother of my kids. I just want to make sure that love is enough for you. Um, you are the most amazing person. Then they're kissing. He's like, you look incredible. Will you accept my final rose? I'm so happy to find the love of my life. It was all worth it. Doesn't get more real than this. I love you. Q Emmanuel Acho. <laughs> Dude, I mean, he mentioned his dad and his mom so many times. So many times. So many times. Aaron Foley, take it, queen. Yeah, it might be the worst proposal I've ever Mm non-proposal speech. And but I mean, I I felt really honestly bad for both of them. Rachel, apart from whatever, yeah, her backstory is. Who wants that to happen? You know, it's like the day before he doesn't. Like, you know, she's just picture her. She's a she's a 24 year old from the South. They're like bred to get married by 22. You know, their whole thing is their wedding day. It's the whole thing. They want it all. And, And she basically gets stood up the day before. And then she then he gets some lukewarm speech about, okay. so I felt bad for her. And then he's just like so cock blocked by the whole mom speech. And I was like, it was a hot mess. The whole thing it was, was a hard. hot mess. It was hard. It was, it was hard. a depressing two hours. And then yeah. the third hour put me yeah. into the grave. Like it, yeah. it was yeah. just it depressing. Was, <laughs> uh, she was already, she was such a mess when the other girls were on their fantasy suites right. nights with him. She had to go through four it's... nights of that shit. And then, that, then when she can go on a date with him, she's just told no. He's decided not. I mean, that is such. I, uh, I they were messing why. with her head so hard yeah, there. Yeah, I yeah. don't know why they went. He didn't go on a date. Pageant B. I, I, I think what happened was uh, there was also some confusion about the time frame because at one point Matt said a couple days, and then she said yesterday. So I guess it was a couple days. He stood her up for the date, and then there was another day. I think that whole time. I think he had said to the producers, I can't propose to Rachel. It's too soon. I'm freaked out. It's not for me. And they spent two days, canceled date day, and then the following day. I think the yesterday. You got to just go out there, man. You go ahead and say you want a date for a while. 
I think yesterday was the canceled date day. I think that's what she means by yesterday happened. See, that's was- where I couldn't tell because they they said he said a couple of days. Chris Harrison at one point said a couple of days. I needed a couple of days. But I think even if it was just one, if it was that one day where he canceled the date, I think the producers were like, dude, you got to go. We built a Hobbit house. It's got a fire. It's tall enough for you. We put some gravel down over the mud. We've been sprinkling leaves for 46 hours. Just hold the ring so we qualify for the contract you signed. Hold the box and then just say you want a date. Think about it. Think about I just had a flashback. I forgot about this one. Peter the dog lover breaks up with Rachel. They're in Spain. She's crying in the hallway. There's like three days past. Her gentleman, Brian, new cheek implants, mama's boy, your hair. Why did production cut your hair like that? And then... And then I think they talked her into just go get engaged to Brian on top of that hill, right? Mm-hmm. Like there was like – I think because she was like crying and like that – there was like a delay and then they got engaged and now they're married. So there you go. They are married. I don't even remember the people you're talking about. <laughs> Rachel, yeah. Lindsay, Rachel, Rachel Lindsay. Peter with the soul. They're still hair. married. Yeah. yeah, they're married. Yeah, but remember when Peter with the salt and pepper hair that loved the dogs and he wouldn't. Yeah, he's like, he's like he I'll be your boyfriend, but I don't want to get engaged. Yeah. And she was like, That's I'm right. the bachelorette. That I don't want brutal. a boyfriend. I want to be your wife. And he was like, I can't propose. Like I just met you. And then and then she couldn't make him propose. And then there was like a right. few day delay. And it's like windy, and they're on top of that sort of Spanish mountaintop, and like Brian's all in though, and you know they're happily married. Yeah. So there you wow. go. Wow. There you go. Look, what do I know? What do I works, know? Nothing. It works better Nothing. with the bachelorettes always work better. It's yeah. the bachelor picking the bachelor. a fiance that doesn't seem to work. True story. Fucking men. Am I, right? Am I right, lady? <laughs> Someone give me a goddamn jersey. Let's get this shit done. Where's my jersey, Doug? You didn't bring mama her jersey. Yeah, Doug, I want a FedEx jersey in my room to buy tomorrow. Mama needs her thigh rubbed in a jersey. God, I should have had a son. <laughs> okay, so then here we are into the third hour, and Emmanuel Acho, and and we hear the voiceover of Chris Harrison like telling us it's going to happen, and I, I thought he did a great job. Like he, this was a needle to thread, and um, wearing my son's fifth grade <laughs> suit, wearing Christmas I mean. Suit. I mean, Aaron, Aaron is shaking her head. I, I can't even put the suit. So he goes, I'm signing in for Chris Harrison. This already is the most shocking uh, after the final rose. Um, we have to address Chris Harrison, defense of Rachel, inter- Rachel uh, defense of Rachel Carnell in his interview with Rachel Lindsay, for which he has since apologized. I felt like Chris Harrison made him say that. Just side note. I felt like the Bachelor family made him say that. Um mm-hmm. And he goes, I hope we can talk openly and honestly toward mutual understanding and healing and people can put emotions on their sleeves. So out walks Michelle. Stunning. Beautiful. Stunning. And she says, I did not want to be sitting here. 
And she said, you know, I my family once my family accepted him, I was all in. I was caught off guard repeatedly. I asked Matt if I should fight for him, and he said, "Did you get closure?" And he said, "No." Afterwards, I this was ho- so hard to hear. Afterwards, I wasn't okay, and I wanted to say my piece, not to change his brain, and he refused to have a conversation with me. I think I deserve to have my 2 minutes. Um and then he says uh, an antebellum-themed photo started and uh, more info was starting to come out. And she said, you know, I was hurt by what I was seeing. I feel like Rachel has a good heart. Um, I don't think she's an inconsiderate person. But um, I, I think, um, you know, the, what she said when Chris Harrison defended her, I think another weight was added on to an already difficult feelings and um, – I think a lot of people in this situation were talking around like with their apologies, but not actually changing anything. And I'm exhausted. I just, I mean, Rob Benedict, I see you leaning forward. She's, um, you know, she's a class act. I felt, um, yeah, I mean, I'm happy for her that she's going to be the bachelorette. Um, but thank God. Yeah, 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 totally. Um, it was weird um, that uh, when when he came out that you know I just she's such a good person she was like you know I'm devastated and then he's like I'm sorry and she's like I forgive you. you know well, that I mean? was so he comes out the beard the beard is there. He yeah. says it's been a, a rough few months. I'm still pos- trying to process everything. This is hard to sit here watching the night. Um, and then she, she's like, you know, you left and I crumbled and. Um, you know, I had to walk away without any closure. I wasn't okay. I was not at all okay. I had producers in my room. They saw how bad I was in. And I tried. I wanted, I wasn't trying to change your mind. I wasn't trying to change your trajectory. I just wanted to have inner peace. And you said no. And he said, I have no justification. And, um, she was like, and he said, you know, when you walked in, you were a breath of fresh air. I always say you weren't late. You were right on time. Did I care about you? Yes, I did care about you. Um, you know, and he said, and I know there was a lot of emotional labor that you take on as a black woman in your position. And um, and I'm sorry I would have – I'm sorry that we didn't have our conversation. And she, they said – Emmanuel asked, do you still love him? And she said, I care about you him i'm not in love and then he said which he kept saying which was so strange you may never see matt again um you right. know is there anything that you want to say that you anything that you're looking from him and she says i hope you move on <laughs> with kissing with your eyes closed and you get more phrases than thanks for sharing <laughs> um, but yeah i think she said i'm a forgiving person i can i can forgive and I completely felt for – yeah, like this just the thought that he wouldn't see her and his energy – it didn't surprise me because his energy was so checked out like that that finale and it must have been terrible for her having to – having her heart broken then having – and then in this, you know, this aftermath, having the photos and the rumors come out like about Rachel and then – seeing that he picked her and then having to deal with then just personally as a black woman, like, like all of it. I mean, I'm sure there's been a lot of pressure on her and, um, she looked tired, you know, like understandably. And she's so elegant and 
But also, we knew the whole time that she was going to get to be the next Bachelorette. We, we didn't know, you know, we could have been thinking, oh, she's disgusted with this franchise and what happened to her. Uh, I didn't know. Did you know? I didn't didn't know. know. Oh, yeah. No, I I mean, I told you guys in a text that I knew something. I didn't. Yeah, I I heard that it was going to be Katie and Michelle and that they'd be two different seasons. I I knew that going in. Uh, So that whole interview with her, her whole segment to me was like, well, they're all pretending that they that they don't already know that she's the next Bachelorette. Uh, It's kind of a happy ending. I right. will say also, like when I first heard that there was both, I'm like, can't they just give it to? Can't they just give it to like Michelle? Why do we need like? Why do you need yeah. another white bachelor in between? But Katie sent us something. She found something online that they said the reason that it was the it was Michelle's choice. She asked for time because she wanted to go back and teach her students. So she's going to film it on her summer break, and that's why. So that was like, okay, all right, fine. Yeah. That makes sense. I feel like the the news of the Kirkconnell, uh, you know, racist stuff, I think that broke when they'd probably already pretty committed to Katie. And so that's also like they didn't want to come out and go, this next one's going to be white. We didn't learn any lessons. So that's why they, you know, made it a double. Right. So they could say it at the same time. So no one can be like mad about Katie getting the season when it really isn't the time for that. No. And I mean, with there were so this was the most diverse cast they ever had and like there were so many great uh women of color that we didn't even like really get to know like i felt like there was like an, an like there was a great there were so many great choices yeah of women that we didn't i mean I'm still obsessed with the pharmacist Maggie from Ethiopia. I, I, I loved no, her. She got yeah. no airtime. No airtime. There was others. All the the great women from North Carolina were you know like cool and smart. The lawyer, like I don't know. I just feel like there were so many great people to pick from. There was a woman from Puerto Rico. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. That's like, why they can't come out and be like this next one's white. Everybody. Well, they, they, they couldn't yeah. say that because everyone would go. But what about so and so and so and so? Like there's yeah. so many people to pick from. It still yeah. seems like. <laughs> It still seems like we don't totally need Katie, but like, I know why. Uh, K- Katie Levine is leaning forward. Well, I-, I was just gonna agree with Doug that I think after Katie had that first week where she like stood up for Sarah and told off Victoria, I think they went to her and they were like, "You you should be the Bachelorette," and then um, and then I think. You know, everything happened with Rachel with Rachel Kirkconnell and they were just like, oh, fuck, we can't have a white a white bachelorette. No. Um, but yeah. And then I really like knowing that Michelle, like if that's true, that she was like, no, I don't want to take more time away from my class. I'll do it during my summer break. That makes me love her so much more. Like I what a great that. person. Right. I'm psyched. I'm OK. Psyched I'm, so then um, so then uh, Michelle leaves. And I thought this was. So, like, I, I just thought Emmanuel, it was so moving. Emmanuel said, um, So, we're going to have a conversation between two black men and it will be unique. How much pressure did you feel being the first black bachelor? There's an extra level of scrutiny. This is Matt. There's an extra level of scrutiny anytime you're the first of anything. And, um, for a lot of people, this is the first time people have had in their homes someone like me. And I, you know, it was hard trying to take on the weight of everything that was going on at the country at the time that we were filming of all the social justice and the franchise with inclusiveness. And um, and then Emmanuel asked, how much is internal pressure? Um, 
and and then and then he himself said sometimes i think about i may be the one black person this person comes into contact with today so i'm conditioned to do to try to make people comfortable with your blackness i wish i didn't have to bear the extra weight is what matt said um that was that was that was brutal that that there was a couple moments um i wasn't a big emmanuel fan just as a host i thought he was really kind of in the beginning off-putting and it felt very scripted and robotic. And I just, I just was like, all right, well, you know, okay. Not really feeling him. I thought he, he turned a really nice corner when he was with Matt. I thought then he got comfortable with himself and comfortable. I'm not saying that's a, it's, it's a hard thankless role, but I did love his connection with Matt and that moment of like, Oh my God, every single day you have to represent. Yeah. And, 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 entire group of people that are completely biased against you you know like that that Mm. was so heavy and my heart was like breaking at that moment I was like Jesus Christ I mean you know this is it's like 2020 you know or 2021 like this is what they you know like this is the the weight of the world like they I have to be perfect because this might be the only interaction with a black person you have all day I mean it's like that's horrifying I know Dr. Banana I mean, this, well, first I want to say, um, did you guys notice Emmanuel Ocho, Ocho, I don't, I'm sorry if I said his last name wrong. Um, he, it almost felt like he had like watched Chris Harrison tapes. Like he was, yes. the cadence so was weird. like, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he was, it, what they needed was somebody that's not like Chris Harrison. Exactly. And he was trying to do a Chris Harrison uh, impression, sure. like, especially oh. with the, like, he's here. Uh, you know, she's here. Do you want to talk to her? Well, you gotta. You know, that yeah. kind of stuff I is like honestly, so Chris wonder, Harrison. I wonder, I wonder if Chris if Harrison, like, it did. I'm sure they put so much pressure on him. I wonder yeah. if he was like coached in a way that's like, no, this is how people are familiar with the cadence. Katie, I saw you leaning forward with the microphone. I was just going to say, I've watched his videos. Like, I followed him for a while on Instagram and I've seen his videos before. And he does kind of have that kind of host cadence, but. I didn't pick up on that as much that he was so much like Chris Harrison. I thought, I thought he was doing exactly what he said. He's like, I'm a black man. Most of Bachelor Nation is going to be really freaked out by my presence. Yeah. So I'm using it as comfortable Chris Harrison cadence as possible because you, right. all you people are racist and can't uh, handle if I came yeah. out here and, you know, just did whatever I wanted. Well, that to me, that's step one is ditch his dumb bachelor nation expression. There's no right. reason to and keep yeah. calling it that. It's not a cult. Totally. Yeah. And also when he, when, and again, this is his first time. I, I, I'm not like, what I'm saying is he has to be his own person. If you want mm-hmm. to replace Chris Harrison and you want to go with someone a lot more woke and, and a, 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 specifically a black man, that I want to see what he brings to the table. But he mm-hmm. was just acting like Chris Harrison, and I was mm-hmm. just it was just really off putting. Then I thought when he started talking about yeah. to Matt, I was like, okay, th- this feels like there's a human being in here. It, to me, it was not a black white thing. It was like a host acting robot weird I- world. And if you're going to have this honest conversation. Then I have to be comfortable. Then, then I felt like I couldn't see him as a person. It was just like this this robotic, scripted, impersonal I'm, moment. I bet there was like a sea of executives just swore. I mean, who are like freaked out 
And yeah. like, I'm sure they coached, I'm sure that was the least relaxing job, like in Hall. It just, I'm sure oh, there was yeah. like, a, yeah, so and I bet including, yeah. probably including Chris Harrison. Yeah. There was that, that the couches they were sitting on were fine for the women, but for the dudes, they were way too low to the ground. Their knee, their knees were coming up so high. And they're tall. And they were they were sitting so weird. And then you you know, and it showcased how they're not wearing socks. <laughs> it really it was a lot of male ankle they were throwing out. A yeah. lot of gray, a gray, a gray uh soft pump with no sock. Yeah. Dean started that years ago. Dean, our little our little boo-boo Dean was the first one who uh who brought in the a little, a little hint of ankle. Um, so then he said, it's the first time he wasn't afraid to show emotion. And they said, uh, um, what about Rachel, her authenticity? And um, he said, you know, at first I extended like, oh, there was a period at first when the racially insensitive pictures came out. And I wanted to believe that you know your person. Like, if this is your person, you want to believe that you know your person better than anyone else. And they were swirling around. And I was trying to be there for her, but there were rumors. And I was praying that they weren't true. But then I found out that they are true. And they make you question everything. Growing up in the South, um, it takes me places I try not to think about. And when she apologized, I took a check and I was not okay. Rachel might not understand what it means to be black in America. She says she has a lot of work to be done. So I took a step back We and then they found out that they're no longer together. And would you say that you never loved her? Um, Oh, they were they were saying what what about people that would say to you if you're going to check out just because of that that you never loved her that that was a long time ago that the photos from the plantation um you know that you that um like to, that people who are not discriminated against maybe not understand that you couldn't go with her judging her for something from 3 years ago really hitting the 2018 thing um you know, it's still, it's 2021 and you're still judging her for things, her actions in 2018. And he said, those feelings don't go away overnight. I don't think anyone is irredeemable. This is not a situation that I thought with her having to do the work that me being a part of it, I didn't think it would help. So Rachel came out and they asked how she was doing. And the photos resurfaced. She's like, it's been a lot. I don't want to victimize myself. Um, there were the 2018 photos. They say, when you look at that photo, what do you see? She says, I see someone living in ignorance about and uh, not thinking about who they were hurting, never asking about what the tradition was. I never took the time to make the, uh, to make the connection. There's no excuse. And then they say, um, you know, he said, you know, uh, history is meant to be remembered, not celebrated. What took you so long to apologize? And uh, they, what, what are you actually doing? Can you give us a list? To which she was incredibly vague. And um, and then she just said, I'm really sorry. I'm sorry I hurt you. I'm sorry how hard it is on you. I know the, how much you loved and how torn up you were and hurt. Um, what else do you want to share? And then she had her hand on him. And um, and then he was silent. And then Emmanuel said, what's on your mind? Just be honest. And he's like, the hardest part was that I had to explain why it was problematic. You know, you, you say you have a commitment. And if we were on track to get married, I just – it may, you know, you do not understand what it means to be a black man in America, and it breaks my heart. I didn't sign up to have this conversation, and um, 
So, and then um, she said, look, you're the reason I signed up to do the show. I don't see myself out. There's no one out there for anybody. And then he says, is the door even slightly open? He says, feelings don't go away overnight. Um, but, you know, I, I, I don't want people to call you out. I want you to call you in. And he said that you may ne- never see him again. And she said, I thank God for putting you in my life. Um, and then he said, would you like to embrace? And let me tell you what, Matt James did not want to embrace no hug and uh and that didn't even answer the question yeah Yeah. and then we find out about michelle and katie um all right (laughs) i'm gonna throw the info out to the group um yeah he's 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 done it's not happening he's done understandably you know she didn't give any info about what she was doing like, yeah, she's like, I could list a bunch of things. Like, well, that's but, what people want to you know. know. You should list yeah. a bunch of things. Yeah. Say some things that you've that you've yeah. learned. Yes. You know, you should be learning already. You should but, say, I'm reading this. I like. You should say the books. You should say the documentaries. You should say volunteer work. You should say like, you, what are you doing? Katie's living forward. Katie Levine. Uh, so I was looking on Reddit, and I kind of agreed with the set. People think that there probably was like other stuff that came out that he maybe found out about. That she had done or said because like somebody brought up on Reddit how like they only brought up those photos. They didn't bring up uh, the rumors of her bullying girls in high school for liking black guys. And they didn't bring up how how apparently she had been like posting QAnon stuff online and um, MAGA stuff and whatnot. And just like really kind of like liking blatantly racist things. And they didn't bring that up. And um, so people are wondering if there was something else he found out or within their conversation personally, like, well, was it just way worse than we thought it went, you know? And then I feel like, I feel like Katie, that's a really good point. And then I just, I just have to say just a couple of things and then I'm sorry, I have to go. Oh yeah, um, no. But I'm I also, so t- I'm so sorry. Cause I want to hear everybody has to say, but I, I think it has to be, and this is just, just, I, I think there has to be more, you know, I, it probably runs really deep. It, you know, the the parents obviously it seems like they're Trumpers and stuff. I th- I think if you base it off, um, you know, it, it it was this moment where I was like, oh my god, this this girl, like, who are your first teachers? It's your parents, you know, like you know, there's there's Southern books where they rip out all slavery, slavery and, and black culture. Like, you know, so there's, there's she so was much. was not going to throw her parents under the when he was like, how, who did this? No, but that that's when I think you know an hour after the rose isn't having an honest conversation about race, right? Yes. Because she can't say, my parents never taught me anything. The, the, the education I got was blah, 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 right? Right. So it's all this stuff that informs you. That's just a piece. And I felt um, like there was probably so much more we're, we're not seeing because I think if you, you're ignorant and you're a college person, you know, at college and you're wearing a dress and you're like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know it. I'm, I'm so sorry. Like, I, I felt like there was so, there's probably so much more that they just couldn't, they couldn't get past, you well, know, it, sounds it felt like to me. He sounded extra hurt about what that sound, it sounded like she didn't get why it was a problem. You know what I mean? Like, which is sound- another problem. And she tried to diminish, diminish his feelings about yeah, about the situation by being like, don't you know? We can get past it. It sounds like she had no like. What's the big deal? So what? You know, like I think it sounds. It sounds like that was an extra layer of 
I don't know what she could have said. Like, I know you guys are saying, say specifically, because she was like, you know, you can read books and there's I podcasts. I was say, like, like, nothing she can say right now, which I think is part of the problem. I, I feel like this is this is not for an after the rose. This is this is hours and hours of unpacking all of this stuff. There's nothing Rachel could have said. But to have have had, but there was like a dumb photo she put up of like her matcha tea. I mean, Anna found like I think she could seem like she actually was like if she really was doing the work. I think she like if, maybe could have handled it a little yes, bit better. If she yeah, really yeah. was doing the work, she could say like you know I've, I'm taking a whatever I'm reading these books. I'm taking I, yeah. a class. I'm volunteering for this program. Like. Yeah. I'm, I'm just so, like, so sorry. That is not who I am. And I want to be better. And I'm doing everything, you know, this and is this is what I'm, to say anything this is like what I'm doing. Be- like I'm, 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 I'm going into community. Like I know it's COVID right now, but like, Anna, what was that? The photo with the. Oh, she just had like a book on anti-racism, but it was like in the background and in the forefront. I'm, like, I'm pretty like, sure. Uh, matcha tea, like learning or like, I don't know, whatever. She was like influencing. It was, it was like an influencer like, photo. about racism. I'm, I'm yeah. pretty sure it was Emmanuel's book. Oh, was yeah. it? I yeah. thought it was, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it was like a matcha tea, like a cute influencer shot. And in the very background was like an anti-racism book. But like yeah. it was still like taking like an influencer photo. Like if what's you a really. Matcha, what's a matcha tea? They're like the green sort of. It's like yeah, a Japanese uh, tea powder. It's like it was a sponsored post. You're saying she's being paid to sell tea. And in the background was the book she should be reading. I don't know so she was... can understand why the Confederate flag is not. I don't know if it was right. paid or just not, but it was ignorant. still like a cute, like you know, it was still yeah. like a like a selfie. Yeah. It was the equivalent of like a spray tan selfie with like a racism <sighs> book in the back. You know that's what I mean? Terrible. Like, yeah, yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, yeah. and um, you just know, you know, you just know that he's like, you went to an antebellum party, and and she's like, a few, you know, like it yeah. wasn't just the one, you it know, was like probably it was a boatload of. Yeah, it was yeah. probably at least an annual thing that those stupid kids were doing, you know? Um, okay, Aaron's, yeah. Aaron's okay. We just, Aaron fully had to go, you guys. Um, well, any final, I'm so excited for, any final thoughts on this before we wrap up? No, you know, look, it's kind of, it was, a disappoint, it was just disappointing. They had their first a, a black bachelor. And they completely fucked it up. My I heart mean, broke like, for him. I mean, I mean, it was I mean like, what a horrible way to end that the woman you picked yeah. has racist things. And you know what I mean? I and mean, the host of the freaking show. Like it just. all of, Literally, he felt vulnerable. Like there was yeah. a lot of pressure on him. He was saying up top, it was already like a lot of the, just this loaded thing to be the first black bachelor. And mm-hmm. then to see that this institution, mm-hmm. the let you fall in love with somebody that then is going to put you at the first of all is like complete like it's going to go against who you are and what you like is important to you and it's going to put you at the center of, like you have to it's your biggest nightmare and the show is not going to have your back like they just every angle just oh it was yeah. i just felt so heart just watching him really my heart went out to him last night i mean he just this poor guy it was like a bad movie of of what happens on like on a reality show gone wrong, you know? Yeah. There was also this kind of darkness of like her being so ignorant and then also at the same time, like when he first saw it, he thought it was rumors, but like Ugh. she wasn't like, Oh no, I 
that's a photo of me at a party. Like there was, there was, there was so much weird disconnect within that interaction, uh, and her being like, "Oh, when you broke up with me, I realized you're upset," and, and then being like, "You're the only person I'll ever love." Like it was, it was weird, and like you could tell he was incredibly uncomfortable. And it's like, stop making him talk to this woman. I, I oh. it, was, it was really tough to take in, and I felt mm-hmm. really bad for him. They screwed him over. And I hope he actually does get some therapy after this because it's kind of a lot to process. Oh, my God. I mean, if he, you know, like this is like, I feel like it's like times 100 now. This poor gentleman, like he seemed like such a nice guy. Well, I hope he dates somebody for a few months. You know, try that. Try that system. Because I feel like in his own life, the way he said he's never been in love, I feel like he's never really... You know, like if he's dated or had, you know, sexual situations maybe, but, you know, like he hasn't ever really committed even for like just a few months or so. Yeah, have like a summer, have a summer fling, have somebody like a, you know, yeah, have some, like date somebody for a couple months. Um, you guys, we love it. We we're trying to get up to 1.4 on Apple Podcasts. We're at 1.3. So if you feel like it, go on over to Apple Podcasts. Give us a nice review. Hopefully a five-star review. Um, here's one we just got. Five stars from Kelly McGee. My second cup of coffee. The Will You Accept This Rose podcast is like my second cup of coffee in the mornings because it wakes me up and gets me energized for the day at work. This podcast has me constantly craving more content from Arden and friends. Arden is literally the funniest human alive. Well, thank you, Kelly. She could read the phone book and I would laugh. Gareth absolutely cracks me up. Jerry makes me piss my pants from laughing daily. Dr. Banana and Katie feel like parental figures, like they they have expertise in all things The Bachelor. I cannot wait to continue listening to this podcast for many years to come. You guys have authority. How do you like that? Uh, that's the production crew. That's how we go. <laughs> production crew. Yeah. Gotta that, keep- pro- that production crew really brings the thunder. You know what? I mean, we got it. I I got we got a review that I really loved and I wanted just to address. We got a five star review from Yum Diva, and the subject is some tough love, at least from my perspective. Let me just start off by saying that I found this podcast at the beginning of the pandemic. I immediately fell in love with it, and especially its host Arden. Arden is a total smoke show, as are all of the women on the show. Shout out to Anna Banana, my Persian queen. My favorite guest hosts, in particular, are Paget. Um, no particular order, Paget. Uh, tan- uh, uh, I don't know who Rana is, but I'll take it. Miles and Diva Lacey. Uh, now is when the review takes a teensy turn. I've been reading to re- write a five-star review for a minute. I finally got around to it um, due to a disappointment I had. It saddens me to do it now, but I didn't want the season to end before I wrote this. Let's just say that I am a black woman who is not a huge fan of Matt's. I was so excited about him at first, but he has been a letdown. Also, he kisses like that fish man from The Shape of Water. My disappointment was when the news about Rachel Rachel Kirkconnell came out. I know you guys are very honest and put a lighthearted twist on the truth. However, for two weeks when I tuned in to hear your take on Rachel, all I heard was you guys giving her the benefit of the doubt. You said it was just rumors. You didn't want to comment on them. It wasn't until after Chris Harrison gave his interview with Rachel Lindsay that you then acknowledged it. Then she And then she, all she got was to be dubbed Lady Antebellum. I still brushed it off, but when I listened last week, I heard you guys rip into Matt. Apparently, he had a former roommate make disparaging comments. This purely he said, she said situation. Again, I'm not into Matt. You 
guys did not refrain from rubbing him and talking about the accusations in more detail. That disappointed me a little bit. It made me wonder why it was okay to comment on his rumors, but not when there were actual pictures of Rachel's rumors. Anyway, that's it. I said what I said. You may ask why I said all this and still left a five-star review. And the answer is that I really love the show a whole bunch. You guys keep me laughing and I'm always excited for a new episode. And I just wanted to express how I feel and apologize for a long, long, long review. Well, I just want to say I think this is a beautiful review and I appreciate your honesty. And I thought about this review a lot this week. And, um, you know, at first, first of all, I just want to apologize. I think um, in the very beginning, the reason – and I, I made a judgment call and I don't think it was the right one. But at the very beginning – because I don't, I don't read any of the – I try not to read anything because I'm always afraid of hearing spoilers. So – at first, what I heard was the the girl that she went to high school with, but but the reason I didn't acknowledge it was because that person hadn't come out, and like they, I think it wasn't, it was like I th- from what I heard, it was from a secondary source, and so and then the thought of um, Matt with his roommate was that it was the actual roommate, but. Um, but then there were later pictures about that she had liked of the Confederate flag, and you and the, I think those were verified. And um, and I just wanted to say I'm sorry. You know, like we we generally it's getting harder and harder to do, but we generally try not to we try not to read any of the online stuff about like you know we try to just like it was designed as just sort of treating it like this as a season of a sport or something. But these are real people and, you know, this season was much more real. And so that was my judgment call was at first because that person hadn't said this happened to me. Like they didn't know – as far as I know, they didn't know who the high school person was. But I think talking about the roommate and then not acknowledging earlier on the like the Confederate flag, I think I made the wrong call. So I just wanted to apologize and thank you for your um, – just I love the fact that you could call us out and leave us a nice review and uh, and we appreciate that you're here. Um, so that's it. That's what I – I don't know. Do you guys want to say anything or – I mean, to- yeah, I agree. There were moments where I'll, we did talk about it and then we'd be like, did we – do we know any of this? And so I think we would maybe cut some of it out because we weren't sure – and I agree, we should have been more forthright about this information that we were learning. Or um, or just not talked about Matt's roommate. You know what I mean? Like, if we're not talking about any of it, don't talk about that. You know what I mean? Like, like right. why do that? Right. No, I, I, I agree with the criticism. We should have been more hard on uh, Rachel and what was coming out about her. I mean, I feel like I was hard on her like outside the podcast, but on the podcast, I was trying to keep a more diplomatic tone when in reality, I should have just been ripping her to shreds like I was doing off the podcast. Me too. Me too. Um, it was the, in, yeah. I just say for the rumors for the the roommate thing, the only reason it felt more legit to me is because she went on a podcast and like was talking about all her experiences and the way it made it sound like to me, I was like, well, this is a woman saying she was she was made to feel uncomfortable by this guy's behavior. So for me, I like I believed her. I was like, I believe this woman that she's like saying like there were certain things that just made me uncomfortable. She doesn't outright say he was the worst roommate ever. She just lays out the evidence as to why she was unhappy living with him. So for me, it's like I shouldn't be like lying you're lying because to me i was like it sounds real this all sounds real he was a young man living in new york and kind of tended to be a shitty roommate because he was 
doing him. So right. I personally didn't see it as rumors as like this woman actually just was telling her truth of living with this guy. So I can see, though, how like it came off as rumors because I provided zero context when I was talking about it. So I agree. We should have we should have uh, handled it with more care. And either or either like talk either not talk about things or talk about things. So that's it's a, it's guys. We, we're doing our best. Sometimes we should make decisions, and sometimes we have to course correct. And to to that end, I did, again. That's why I appreciated your honesty, and um, and we will be more mindful going forward. So thank you so much. Uh, here's a quick email we got. The subject line is "This is wild." It's from Stephen Connell. Okay, so he the gist of it was he's uh, he's in living in New Orleans uh, at an Airbnb apartment. He's super COVID safe, but he goes on the rooftop sometimes. All socially distanced and chill. So he, today he met a lovely woman from Queens, and they were hitting it off like friendship wise. She was down there with a guy. It was like totally just his buddies. So they're doing what normal people do. They ask each other questions like, and he goes, "Well, I love podcasts." He goes. Actually, I listened to one about the Bachelor franchise. I've never seen five seconds of the Bachelor. She's like, "Oh my gosh, my friend just got kicked off. Her friend was Brie." I was like, "Okay, I know everything about Brie without ever having even seen a picture of her, but I like her so much. I'm not a serial killer. You have done this to me, Anna, Arden, and wonderful people. Honestly, she totally got it. But how weird am I now? I love this podcast so much. I feel that if I actually watched the show, it would be a letdown. X O Shep. How great is that, you guys? We we had a connection happen." In New Orleans, from a guy who's never watched the show, but he was—he heard all about Brie. Nice. That's all You're, I ever want my Persian princess to be heard. And we're getting—we're going to be having just a reminder. There's going to be a new episode next week of this, and then we're going to be on break. And so, if you miss us, we're, you can—you can join Patreon, and it's a really breath of fresh air on Bachelor in Paradise Australia season three. All right, you guys, are you ready to close out this season of The Bachelor? Tweet of the week. Tweet. Yes. Okay, ready. Here we go. All right. This is from Heather Tate at Burlesque Baker. If God led Rachel to Matt, he's truly the world's worst matchmaker. Don't quit your day job, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is from Chaz at Thorium underscore dragon. Michelle. Close your eyes. It's paramount while we walk over ice on a rooftop. (laughs) Uh, This is from Lauren Jean Johnson at Words by LJJ. Matt really just repelled down a building in those vacuum-sealed jeans. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. This is from Jenny Hunt at Venezuela. I really want to see an adorable compilation of all of Michelle's students just ripping Matt a new one. Oh, yeah. (laughs) This is from Mrs. Wright at Girl Without a Tat. Neil Lane is thinking, I better take my business to another reality show like 90 Day Fiance, where at least they start by getting engaged. (laughs) (laughs) Good point. This is from Leslie Berkowitz at Hey Leslie B., Nobody knows how to relate to a young black man going through a tumultuous time like a rich mummy who carries millions of dollars worth of diamonds in his makeup case. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I like Neil Lane. (laughs) His makeup case. That's funny. That's good wordplay. Okay, this is from Bachelorette at Bachelorette. I hear if you follow Temecula Road, it takes you to Neil Lane. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. I love that. (laughs) All right. Finally, uh, 
last two. Jeremy Conapa at 64 Ginger. Meet me at the lake is not normally how an engagement go- goes. <laughs> and Business Raccoon replied, I definitely won't shove you in. <laughs> and then here's the final one. Lauren Jean Johnson at Words by LJJ. If a handwritten note arrived telling me to meet someone at a lake for answers arrived at my door, I would walk myself out. <laughs> um, here's one final one. Kayla Lyons at Kayla Lyons. So brave of the Bachelor producers to base their After the Final Rose set design off of Barbara Streisand's 1994 Madison Square Garden concert on VHS. <laughs> oh, I wish I'd seen uh-huh. it. All right. Yeah. What are your final two? Neil Lane. Neil Lane is a Which good one? one? The mu- Neil Lane is a mummy? or I like Neil Lane for 90 Day Fiance. Should I like do? both Neil Lane. Let's choose between the two Neil Lane. <laughs> All right, we're going to go Neil Lane, Neil Lane. All right, this is from Mrs. Wright at Girl Without a Tat. Neil Lane is thinking, I better take my business to another reality show like 90 Day Fiance, where at least they start by getting engaged. Or Leslie Berkowitz at Hey Leslie B. Nobody knows how to relate to a young black man going through a tumultuous time like a rich mummy who carries millions of dollars worth of diamonds in his makeup case. Makeup <laughs> case or 90 Day Fiance? I'm going to start because I don't want to be the deciding one. I'm going to go makeup case. Robbie B. Makeup case. Dougie B. I mean, I just like that, that Neil Lane was, was actually the opposite of this joke. He was the only person with any reasonable advice yeah. uh, the whole show. He was uh, amazing. So, so I, but I vote for that one because of the, uh, the makeup case. Makeup case is so funny. Padgett. I got just I I I I'm I'm such a Neil Lane fan right now. I don't want to call him a mummy, even though it's a beautifully crafted and accurate joke. I have to go with 90 Day Fiance because I watch all of those too. Okay, great. Dr. Meow Meow Tana Banana. I'm gonna go makeup case. Katie Levine. I agree. I love Neil Lane. I thought he was great, but I have to say makeup case. Oh, my God. Leslie Berkowitz, you are the final Tweet of the Week winner for this season. Nobody knows how to relate to a young black man going through a tumultuous time like a rich mummy who carries millions of dollars worth of diamonds in his makeup case. Oh, you guys, thank you so much for going on this journey. This was a this was a a heart wrenching journey. But you all brought joy and community. Uh, Where can people find you, Robbie B.? Uh, Roe Benedict, R.O. Benedict on Instagram, Rob Benedict on Twitter. Yeah, come find me. Padgy BB. Um, I, uh, <laughs> d- d- uh, I get talked about in Doug Benson's South by Southwest. Yes. Uh, there podcast. you go. Yes. That's right. <laughs> and Rob and I are on it. That's right. Uh, Doug Benson, what would you like to promote? Yes, to hear me and Rob and Jerry and Arden talking about Paget, uh, go to southbysouthwest.com. And uh, the the online South by Southwest started, it just started today and goes through the weekend. So there's so many movies and things you can see, uh, including all of us. Just look for Douglas Movies there or get Douglas Movies wherever you go for your podcast. Dr. Banana. I'm at Anna Hosnia on Twitter. And we have our Patreon. It's so good. Fiji. 
Fiji. It's a breath of fresh air. Katie. I am KT underscore money on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Artemarine, M-Y-R-I-N. You guys are the best part of the podcast. We love all of our listeners. Truly, thank you all for joining us this season. I mean, this you, you've brought so much community to all of us. And we will be back next week. And then we're going to take a little break. And we will be back with our live show, with our doing our draft picks. So you can watch that. And then we'll be doing uh, Miss Katie season. So my name is Arda Marine. Stay safe. Wear a mask. Have a good time. We'll see you next week. Bye. Welcome yep. journey. Oh, yeah. Gonna get all up in you tonight. Feel so good. Got one little question for the girl. Will you accept this rose? Oh, will you accept this rose into your world? Oh, will you accept this rose into your Except This Rose is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.